I've got a very specific job. I need three other people to complete it. I need a comic book expert in Ryan James Eliopoulos. It's me. A video game expert in the form of Ben Magnet. I'm your guy. A television expert in the form of Sparkplug Wickowitty. I'm. I guess. <laughs> I, I guess that's it. Did you drop the other? And I'll be... I, I, I'm like the guy that fudged his resume for this one. <laughs> You're Peter. <laughs> and I'll be the ringleader, Ma- Brandon T. McClure. What's up, Sandra Bullock? And this is uh, McClure 4. So you're the movie expert. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Fan McClure. I had to come up Fan with something. No, 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 I get it. I, I mean, I think, I fu- I, I think I'm definitely the guy that fudged the resume on this one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Ryan watches more TV than me. It definitely does. I, abs- I do everything more than everyone. That's kind of my problem. You just kind of like... my secret cat. You kind of get everything through osmosis. Yeah. I don't think you... I don't think you watch more anime than I do. Not anymore. Yeah. I've definitely you way, probably I've did. toned it down for sure. I mean, and I'm not even that much, but I'm pretty sure right now it's still more I'm, than yeah. you. <laughs> Maybe five years ago I had you beat, but now I'm not so not so caught up in yeah. stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get that. Hey guys. Hey, how's it going, guys? It's a Sunday. Do you the read Lord's a lot of Day. do you read a lot of regular books, Ryan? No, not anymore. I read probably one or two books a year. Hey, okay. They have to be really good. Talk to the mic. I sorry. I want to see my friend. Want to talk to. <laughs> I him. know. I'm here in person. It's a little different. I know. It's yeah. really yeah. strange. It's really nice. It's nice. It's, it's been a long it's time. Ha- it's glad. I'm glad to see that uh, Brandon's not doing very inappropriate things with your hologram this time. Oh yeah. When you're not here, he just he just defiles We're gonna it. Talk about this. Defiles <laughs> what, what, it. What were you doing last time? Well, you don't you don't want to know. It's remember the remember the whole gangbang thing. Shut up. Oh man. Yeah. We need to create new amendments to stop what he's trying. Why to do. did we ever get married? <laughs> also, wait a second, guys. This is a family show. Why did I? Why did I get when was this a family show? First of all, Brandon, that's your fault. You when you went there. That's fair. How was you guys' week? It was pretty all right. Yeah. It's pretty good. I read some comic books. Scott Snyder's on Justice League, so I'm pretty happy. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. I figured he would be on Played Justice some more uh, Oranges. Assassin's Creed Oranges. <sighs> that game's still great. I'm still climbing pyramids. That's great, That's you guys. Awesome. That's pretty good. That's about it. Uh, sparks. In-person Sparks. Yeah. Ooh. No, I had a uh, great weekend because I, I went and saw the Kingdom Hearts Orchestra World Tour. Tour. World Tour. tour. <laughs> tour. World Tour. Good. The World Tour, tour. premiere. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm still mad because I was there. When it was announced, and I thought, "Oh man, I got scoop. Oh, I'm yeah. gonna scoop it out," and the I Kingdom. could not get service for about 15 minutes, so I was late to tell you guys about I, the release date for Kingdom Hearts. 3. I love that text. You sent like this huge long text, like, "Oh my god, you guys, you won't believe the release date," and we already talked about it. You're like, "Oh, you know, yeah," like because <laughs> so I hadn't just, gotten because I hadn't gotten your text so yet either. So I was, that was a bummer. I'm just gonna hide in the corner because Sparks was right the whole time. No, it's okay. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm so sad that you missed it. It was real cool. I'm yeah. a I so. Toy Story music, mm-hmm. the the cutscene music of You Got a Friend of Me is like the coolest thing. Nice. I'm really excited about it. They had a whole choral arrangement, and then at one point the whole orchestra was snapping their fingers. Ooh. That's pretty cool. It's really neat. Wait, what, so, okay, were they snapping their fingers to the beat of You Got a yes. Friend of Me? Yes. That's so queer. That's so weird. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, really, it's really good. It was really good. It was a really awesome concert. They had a lot of great visuals. We did see cool stuff for Kingdom Hearts 3, obviously, because yes. E3 is about to start. Mm-hmm. So Started. Nomura was there, and yeah, because E3 is going. And Which he, we're so not he, talking about this week. Right. So yeah. he showed up, and he announced the release date, and he showed some special footage, and we got to listen to some of the music from the game, and it's very exciting. Well, it's very cool. exciting Have you time. been to any other video game concerts? Like I know they do like Zelda ones. No, this was my first. Okay. Uh, I don't count Lindsay Sterling even though she played some Zelda while I was there. Yeah. Yeah. I've been to the Zelda one and that, that was really cool. Like yeah. The surprising thing that they did was a Link's Awakening from the Game Boy Advance mm. or nice. the Game Boy. <gasps> yeah. There's a they Metal Gear it? one. What? Yeah, they, they <laughs> played music from Link's Awakening. It's, it's really cool to watch. Um, 
I like the arrangements that they make for Kingdom Hearts Live more than the video game music in some cases because yeah. the I I know there is you know choir and stuff in the game music, but it just it punches more when it's there live. You right, feel right everything more. Yeah, yeah it's really it's really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, luckily this is I think this is the second year they've done Kingdom Hearts this Orchestra, the so hopefully they'll keep doing it. So I have no. It chance was to go. so popular last year that they decided to do another world tour this year. Let's hopefully they do another world tour next year so I can go. Maybe. Could happen. You guys know Kingdom Hearts is my favorite, one of my favorite video game series of all time, and I'm bummed that I wasn't able to there's go. A, if there's a near Automata one or a Metal Gear one, I'm all on board. No, I know you are, buddy. Oh, that's about it. I know. Too much money for the rest. Yeah. Um, would, would you go to God of War? God of War's got some. Is great it just music. two hours of them going Zeus? <laughs> no. I mean, is it? I don't know when you last no, listened no. to the score. No. <laughs> what it is, Ryan? What it is? I got this. What it is, Ryan? Is three hours of Christopher Judge just standing on an empty mm. stage with the microphone saying. Boy. Boy. Just like a, a harmony of boys. Uh, essentially, yeah. I'll, tell, I'll pay for that. <laughs> yes, the score is quite good. That's, that's a joke. I know, I know those more than boys. I also saw Hotel Artemis. Oh. That's a, that's uh, I recommend I it. See. I recommend it. Go check it out. I'll yeah, see it. I really want to check Have it out. Have fun. It's not movies. an action movie. If you think it's an action movie, don't go thinking Miss it's an action marketing. movie. Marketing. Ben, how was your week? Uh, it was a week. Sure. Uh, however, I did do something in my video game profile that I've never done before. Doesn't involve men Ooh. that are mega. Ooh, wait. Did yeah. you? Is this a dirty thing? No, it's not a dirty thing. I mean, it could be if you want it to be. Brandon, get off the gangbangs. <laughs> oh, Ben, go ahead. It's not no. mega men. This no. is gonna be your Stephen King. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> it's finally happened. Please, <laughs> please. Oh no! <laughs> no, um, I finally. That doesn't be- mean we'll stop saying that you're a Stephen King. Expert. I know that, but can we get? <laughs> just we can clear. only we can only do it if Stephen we King says it's okay. So you got to get on the horn and ask him, man. You you're sure? Because I have a, I have him on Twitter. Yeah, you you're the friend. number one Stephen King expert. Shut yeah. up! <laughs> you're on Twitter. That's your Twitter bio. Someone pull up his Twitter real quick. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my Twitter bio. That's for damn sure. <laughs> No, but uh, I finally—I actually beat Mega Man One and Mega Man Two, and I'm on oh, Mega Man right. Three right now. Okay, I saw—I th- I th- I saw you beat Mega Man One last week. Yeah, we beat Mega. I beat Mega Man One last week. Yeah, because you know how a lot of Mega Man fans—they say like Mega Man Two is one of the best Mega Man games ever made. Well, it is. It is actually really easy. Like the stages are not as hard as they are. Take that, Mega Man fans! No, Damn. no, <laughs> Mega Man Two is still a really, really good game. I really had fun playing it, but I was going through Robot Master after Robot Master like nut. That the Metal Blade is super overpowered. Why are you touching my headphones? Do they need to be on? My the lights. The lights. No. He has Mega Man headphones that light up. Oh. Take that, Stephen King fans. <laughs> Where's your <laughs> Mega Man Two is not so great. No, it, it is. Pennywise headphones. It's still a really good game. And then when I started Mega Man Three. Holy crap, They because a lot of people will say that, oh, as great as Mega Man 2 is, it's really, really easy, and then you go to Mega Man 3, and it's really, really freaking hard. Yeah. Because Proto Man shows up. Stop touching my headphones. Proto Man. <laughs> He's a bad guy. Well, yeah, Proto Man shows up, and he kicks your ass. Like You like you go like not even halfway through the stage, and you hear the do-do-do-do-do, and then no. he shows up, and he starts shooting at you. Now, now... Now let me let me see if I get this right about the Proto Man lore, right? Wasn't he like a prototype of Mega Man or something? He was. And then he's like he's like Wiley is Wiley the bad guy, right? Yes, Wiley he's the like, bad guy. He's like, Hey, you're I'll help you beat your your other guy so you can be the better Mega Man and then he ends up like teaming with Mega Man to fight Wiley, is that right? Kinda sorta. Okay, that's all about that's what, I'm trying to remember from like when I was nine. So that's the best of my Mega Man knowledge. Are, are you talking about from like the the Mega Man t- cartoon show? Maybe. That, I don't remember. I just know Proto Man well, is a bad the, guy now. No, good in guy. the games, Proto Man becomes good. Okay. The reason why he leaves light is because he's like Shadow the Hedgehog. Oh, that's another. Oh boy. That's not even close. Uh, he's got guns. No, he's like Shadow well, the Hedgehog. He's got guns. Yeah. Oh, all God. Mega Men have guns. All, all hedgehogs yeah. have guns. Oh no. <laughs> not all hedgehogs. No, hashtag not my hedgehog. Hashtag Black hedgehogs <laughs> matter. <laughs> oh God. Oh. 
boy. Okay, we're we're stepping into some territory uh, here. Can I? Can I? Can I go? Because really, where are, we, where are we going? Really, I don't have a I don't have a lot to say about my week, but I do want to say. Uh, oh no, gangbangs! Oh boy, mm. not this uh, week. Sparks, uh, you and I actually saw the same movie, uh, Upgrade. We did. I just wanted to say to everyone, uh, go see Upgrade. It's it'll great. make you. It's the better Venom movie. <laughs> um, I Venom's not Tom Hardy. <laughs> I really like this movie. It was a, it was a big surprise. Like I know it was getting good reviews and good word of mouth, but I was like, I don't know. It's Blumhouse, so it's low budget, but it's solid. And it it, it made me feel like it, it feels like a, uh, a a sci-fi film from days of yore. Robocop. Uh, very 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 similar to Robocop. That's what uh, I'm in. That's what I'm into. At the end of it, I clapped. Yeah. Because I didn't see that coming. I'm gonna. There's I'm, a lot of great stuff. I'm definitely gonna see it if I can. It's it's a really fun film. Um, if Venom is at all the movie I think it is, someone at Sony right now watched up- Upgrade and is going, oh, boy. Oh, do you, do you oh mean, man, we're in a lot of trouble. Do you mean, because I've only seen the trailers for Upgrade, but like there's like an AI in him trying to say, like, let me help you or something? That's kind of like what Venom is? So is that what you mean? Don't give too much away. No, I, yeah. I'm not going to. He, but she's like, you talks, have to let me he talks, control. Okay, so he talks, he talks with the voice that's in his head. Yeah. Much in the same way that, like, I texted you guys, I would compare it to, like, a Ghost Rider origin film, because it feels more like that than Venom, but, like, what the Venom movie looks like it's going to be is a bad version of what Upgrade is. Okay. And and so it's, he has this voice that he has to, that he communicates back and forth with, and then it's just dealing with this new power and all that, and the way his character is built as a person and the way events unfold are a lot like the way a, a good Ghost Rider movie would build it and the way that Venom seems like it wants to build it. Not that it will, but it wants to Sim- be this movie. Um, we, you know, we make we make a lot of the a lot of the illusions there, but this is a. What's great about this film is it is original. Oh um, yeah, no, hundred percent, like skyscraper. People should uh, should definitely definitely inspired by yeah, this kind of. But definitely, like guys, you know, we complain about Noah Janelle in Hollywood all the time. When something like this comes out, go see it. P- uh, vote with your money. Like this is a great movie. I wish this movie had go come out it. in. Like March, I agree. Yeah, I don't know why like they before decided the summer. to release it yeah. Yeah. in the summer. It's too crowded. Of a I summer. mean, it's a great movie, but why? Like, I almost wouldn't have seen it. Yeah, because there's just too many movies right now. And I think that's a lot. Not of even audiences. lack of interest. There's just too many movies. right now. I think now. that's a lot of audiences. But yeah, definitely, like, guys, go see Upgrade. Um, also, Ocean's Eight. If you've got the time, I really liked it. It's good. But Upgrade needs your money more. The yeah. uh, the no, marketing. They both need your money. The marketing more. for Upgrade is really funny uh, on Twitter because uh, it has yeah, a, it has this. a better rating than Solo. Uh, in Rotten Tomatoes, Ooh. so it's like move over Solo, and it has a scene from the movie Upgrade where he's beating the shit out of Han Solo and Chewbacca. They just superimpose their faces on like the characters. <laughs> it's super silly. That's and really then, funny. and then like right under it, it's just like uh, your move. Star no, Wars. it was it was uh, Solo. Ne- uh, looks like Solo needs an upgrade. Oh, uh, there you go. And yeah, then yeah. underneath it said, "At Star Wars, you up, you up." <laughs> That's uh, great. That's pretty great. So should we get into our? Uh, uh, episode bread and butter time. We we've been in the episode. What do you think this is? Should been? we should we get into tea time? Our bread and butter time. I didn't know we were having tea. Yeah. You brought tea. We can't no. have tea without inviting Jeremy. Oh. All right. Is he English? Well, <laughs> he's the English jackass. Yeah. Oh, you're right. So there's uh, recordings. Up we've got apparently. a lot. We got a lot to get through. Uh, so we'll try and get through it as well. You know, as tactfully as we normally get through. Tactfully, everything. it's like Metal Gear. Technical espionage. We'll see you at the end of the episode in two hours. Yep. Let's go. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, well, first, I want to start with uh, the DC dartboard strikes oh, again. Fun. Oh, okay. boy. Um, as, oh. as you all know, I joke that uh, DC just kind of has a dartboard that they throw things at and then come up with movies from that. Well, this time it striked Jared Leto as the Joker, so they are developing another Suicide Squad spinoff, this time uh, being developed as with Jared Leto as producer. as a Joker solo film. And I see what you did and, there. And, and the other... 
uh, Todd Phillips 80s Joker movie is still happening. It is still happening. They're, they just asked the guy, and like, yeah, we're still working on it. So. There, there were a lot of Batman rumors that came out this week. Yeah. Not all of it. So, okay, so I have a source, and it's a friend of a friend, so take that how you will. John Movie Man. Um, uh, but from where I work, I, I know I get to talk to a lot of producers and a lot of people who know people. And um, Somebody spoke. It, this <laughs> guy was talking about how there's some issues going on at Warner Brothers, and I think we've kind of... I'd be surprised if there weren't after yeah. Justice League. So was this one guy's last name uh, Sherlock, first name No Shit? No. <laughs> okay. Um, so basically what's happening is they're using Aquaman. The reason why Aquaman, we haven't seen anything about Aquaman is because they are actually retooling the film to uh, operate as a soft, like the softest of soft reboots for this franchise. <laughs> That's... When, the character you picked for your soft reboot, Aquaman. That's because so it's the weird. next one coming out. It's just so weird. Like, why haven't they gone into production on any God. other movies? Well, why? Like, it's so weird. Uh, well, my question on that is like, what? What? What does that mean? How yeah. is Aquaman rebooting anything? We, we shouldn't even be seeing anything else. Aquaman but him. takes place yeah. at the bottom of the of the world. Like, why? Why does this tie to anything else? If you're gonna soft reboot to anything, soft reboot during Justice League. Oh, so the they reason? Can't now. No, if you're gonna soft reboot during anything, soft reboot during Flash. Yeah. So the Flashpoint no, Flash film Flash. is no longer Flashpoint, well, which we've known good. for a while. Yes, um, but because that was the dumbest idea, they're I'd going ever heard. to use this kind of reboot to recast who needs to be recast. So Affleck is for sure gone. They're not going to announce it, according to your source. According to my source, this is still not. I just want to clarify: this has still not been said officially. Right. This right. is not yeah. official. This is according to my source. Affleck is still gone. Cavill is not sure if he's going to return or not. I, I feel like he's just waiting for somebody to step in and say, "This is how we're doing Superman," and it's going to be like the way you wanted it to be. Because I think he was really happy with what he got to do in Justice League, yes. given the way he's talked about it. Yes. And he just doesn't want to go back to what was being done before. And, and as long as someone comes in and says we're doing it this way, he'll be on board. I think he's so in Shazam, too. right? But I think if someone we don't know. I thought he was. I thought no. I don't think he is. Nothing's been confirmed, but there was like talk of of Shazam doing well. Then they wanted to do a Superman Shazam movie, which oh. I'm a hundred percent for. Yeah, okay. I think that would be great. I think that's the place you bring in Black Adam because do, of the short. Yeah. Oh no, Suicide no, Squad's I mean, like, where you bring in Black Adam. No, 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 no. I mean, do that. <laughs> do that story. That's do Superman Shazam versus. Black. That's a great thing because all those guys are power equals so yeah. you can do a lot of great stuff there i mean relative great, power more equals. punching that's why this is actually why no wonder but you woman, can no, i know i'm kidding <laughs> so this is this is actually why wonder woman was uh 84 is now in the 80s because right. initially they were going to make it a, a i realized we didn't talk about that announcement we at didn't all. yeah um they were initially going to put it in a modern day but then they because of this they decided to put it in the past again smart um remember way back when when we were talking about how they needed to do yeah. that what was the other one um uh, shoot, there was another one, though, another big one. A DC one? Yeah. Oh, the reason why they're taking a dartboard approach. Um, much in the same way of like what, what our next topic is going to be, uh, they are just throwing projects at creators. Like Creators are being like, okay, I want to develop this. Okay, here's some money to develop that, and whatever gets further, furthest along in development, they'll put into active development. So anything that's announced is not in active development. It's in like this sort of weird, like, weird pre-development thing. Where it's they're like they're all going through a screening process. Yeah, yeah. and whatever gets that made, with kind of makes happens. sense. Yeah, but not for like a shared universe if that's well, what they're trying. Yeah, to Yeah, but I mean, like, they clearly have to retool the idea of how to do a shared universe anyway. Yeah, I mean, this doesn't sound. But ideally, okay, like the best version of this is ideally that they do that, and all the best version projects by these creators who want to tell these stories 
are good and so they get made would be the idea. And then like, you know, they're loosely connected to the other films, but not necessarily intrinsically planned. So so it would be the better idea when you're not trying to be Marvel. So this was uh, this is actually, you know, lends more credence to the fact that Ava DuVernay recently came out and said, I picked New Gods. I wanted to do it. So, yeah. They were like, okay, you you develop new new gods, and if you get further further along, we'll put it into action. And also, kind of makes sense why Shazam has gotten as far as it has. Yeah. So early in comparison to some of these, like the fact that we're getting a Shazam movie before Flash. Yeah. You know, this this kind of makes sense as to why. Also, it does lend lend more to the rumor that Ray Fisher wants out because they canceled his movie. Right. Oh, uh-huh, poor guy. <laughs> Which they needed to do. No Absolutely. offense to him. Yeah. But they never should have been leading with a cyborg solo movie. Anyway, sorry, yeah. Ray Fisher. But but they shouldn't have. No, you're absolutely right. Hey, move over, Alfred. I got this. Booyah. Uh, Booyah. <laughs> this is, like, optimistic about it. This is the, the way that I want things to go. I want them to be like, hey, do you really want to do this? Then come come on over here and do it. Like, let's make a good story and not care as much about how connected. Like, they can all be in the... Do you want Superman in your story? Great, we have a Superman. Let's just make sure he's available during that time. Yeah. But we don't need to, like plan everything for it and build all this stuff like i think that is the better way for dc to go at this point point. and this is the one i didn't tell you guys but surprisingly like the one i guess not necessarily surprising but the only one that they're actually trying to really get off the ground without a creator is man of steel 2 like well, they really i guess which i, think, I, I think guarantee you won't be called man of steel 2 right i think they want to keep cavill i think they do too and i think they have a Cap- good thing with him. Well, because he he was so public about how happy he was to play Superman the way he did in Justice yeah. League, and, and like he was like, "This is the Superman I wanted." And he's to be got playing. done dirty t- t- twice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like they killed him in, in in his movie that's supposed to be a sequel to his movie that was a Batman movie, and then he's not even in Justice League for like a third of it, for two thirds of it. Yeah, like, but at least when Superman. he was, but at least when he was in it, he, he was Superman. Yes, but like he so deserves so much more than that. He he does. So I I do hope that they they find the right person, Matthew Vaughn, if you're listening. Yes, I hope they find the right person to come in and say, "Hey, I want to do Superman the right way, just like you do. Let's yeah. let's do this. Let's yeah. make Superman what he's supposed to be again." Uh, but let's move on to our next topic if you guys are good with that, because it's a good segue here. Segue. Uh, I just had a quick question because yeah. again, I didn't realize we missed it last week. Um, how does everybody feel about Wonder Woman eighty four? I'm sure. cool. I love it. Let's I'm do down. It. Cold War, baby. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I like period pieces. I'm, I'm glad that I'm films. glad that they they went that way and I'm and still modern daying it like yeah. Kristen Wiig as Cheetah like I like her a lot but I'm still just waiting to see like what does that look like oh, I think mostly she's, CG I think she's definitely capable of this yeah I'm just like I just I just want to see it man yeah, yeah totally it's gonna yeah. be weird also throw um, some cool Russian espionage stuff in there heck yeah man so the, the the reason why this one is next is because the uh, they took and DC Warner Brothers took an HBO approach to their to making their next films HBO gave a bunch of people spin-offs for Game of Thrones. Right. And whatever was developed, what got into that away from that pre-development oh, stage. Oh yeah, that's a sweet. Whatever got furthest along uh-huh. would be put into production. Right. So we got one. I'm glad we're talking about Game of Thrones this week. That's cool. Uh I figured this was too good to pass up. Yeah. Uh they are they are green they have greenlit a pilot for a Game of Thrones prequel comic written by Jane Goldman, uh who wrote films like Kingsman the, King, the Secret Service, Kick-Ass and uh uh, X Men First Class. All right, all right, um, all right. She's she's the person I like with uh, Matthew Vaughn. Yeah. Um, so she will be developing the the, the film, show running it uh, with George R. R. Martin, who uh, is once again One of the seventeen re- things he's writing. <laughs> once again, finding a reason not to write that book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the p- synopsis 
Taking place thousands of years before the events of Game of Thrones, the series chronicles the world's descent from the Golden Age of Heroes into its darkest hour. And only one thing is for sure. From the horrifying secrets of Westeros history to the true origin of the White Walkers, the mysteries of the East to the Starks of legend, it's not the story we think we know. It's Knights of the Republic. Nope. It's 5,000 years. It's Knights of the Republic. That's amazing. That's what I'm looking for. It's the Doom of Valyria. It's the creation Wait, how of... how do you do more medieval? Like, it's already medieval with dragons. How do you do more than... Well, okay. Like, okay. Yo, man, ancient Egypt was thousands of years ago. We can do it. Like I guess so. Yeah. It's just still medieval. It's just, medi- it's just, it's just medieval, more right? medieval. It's, just it's be more plagues. No, like it's they the don't cr- have the wheel. <laughs> yeah, it's squares. Like it's the reason why the children of the forest Wait, created the Wait, he doesn't know what any of that means. Okay. Brandon, real quick, tell me what everything you know about White Walkers. Nothing. No, they're zombies. Do you, so you don't know anything? They're walkers. Okay, cool. And they're white. Can you tell me about the wall? <laughs> tell no. me about any of the Starks. Can you give me one Stark oh, name? Brandon. Give me a Stark name. Stark. Thank you. That's all I Brand need. Brand Stark. It's tall. It, the, wall's wall. tall. the wall's tall. The wall's tall. It's a tall wall. Oh, I remember Tyrion peed off of it. You're right. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. You're doing good. That's wow. Right. He has cool. that. He has that. Yeah. Uh, dragons. Yeah. Tell me about them. There's three of them. Yeah, you're right. You're right. There are three of them. And and the one and the Amelia Clark and the only role she's good in is Ka- the mother of dragons. Oh. Mm. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I still didn't mind her in solo. Yeah. But no, no, this I, actually yeah, makes, I didn't mind her in solo. Well, no, either. this actually kind of makes me excited because it's going to tell us the doom of Valyria because it's mentioned in the show. And it's also mentioned in the books a lot. Is that where the stone men are? Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, because Valyria... Dragonstone. Because that's, that's where Aegon the Conqueror came from. That's where the Targaryens originated from. Essos was the the grand oh, city of Valyria. I love you speak nerdy to me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> was the grand city of Valyria. Then Aegon, with his wives, also so his he sisters... Does it more. Yeah. Said, peace out, bitches, and flew his dragon over to Westeros and... um. So and conquered it. So they don't have. So we know that they won't have wheels, and they'll have more dragons. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. More okay, dragons. Cool. The Starks are badass. Uh, there's probably still going to be uh, violence, incest, uh, well, murder. Probably, death. probably more than just dragons. Other ancient creatures that are. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Tr- like the, the, the giants. Yeah. The the giants from beyond the wall. Are there spiders. The corruption. The cor- oh the wait, this might not go more medieval. This might just go more mythical. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Oh yeah. 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 The cr- the creation of the wall, because we see in Game of Thrones season. I think it was when Brand season. season six. Six, the number yeah. six, not the act of sex. Yeah. Um, What's wrong with you? I'm sorry. <laughs> Jeez, Brandon. <laughs> no, where we because that scene where um the white where he the Night King gets created. Yes. So we can see like why the children of forest said nope, screw these dudes, screw the first Andals, we're gonna make these guys to go murder. Well, them. you know when you have a bunch of white dudes invading, you got to make your own evil white dudes, and then <laughs> oops, they're actually like the worst <laughs> thing on the planet. We made super evil white dudes. It all sounds neat. Yeah. I'm a little nervous that it's it's all just kind of eventually going to reach a point of like, eh, it, this makes money and it's popular. Let's let's just keep pumping out. Like you know, I would agree because this is the kind of thing where I feel like the first season will be really good, yeah. and then that'll kind of be it, and then it'll start to kind of like we don't really know where we're going. After this reminds that. me of Fear yeah. the Walking Dead because it's a prequel thing, but I don't care yeah. about Fear the Walking Dead. True. Whereas HBO is going to put millions of dollars into this, so yeah. I think it'll be all right. And you really, you really think that Star is going to put millions of dollars into Fear the Walking Dead? FX, AMC, Stars. AMC, AMC, AMC. Wow. No, Too yeah, because like that's that's I don't Stars think it's a show that really Brandon. needs one. Like, there's so much more myth to Game of Thrones than there are. Yeah. Just like, oh, zo- like zombies. Like, there's a, a the giant like 300 page book of the entire history of Westeros the and Essos. No, I'm not saying like there there's a lack of content. I'm mm-hmm. I'm saying like transferring that to a television show. True. You know it. At a certain point, you start just kind of milking out things. Yeah. You're trying to you're trying to like just keep the show rolling along. Yeah. And I'm I don't think 
this is one of those situations where I think the first season will be really strong, mm-hmm. and in the second season they'll have kind of lost the the thread a bit, mm-hmm. and and that makes me nervous. And and yeah. it might not even be this one, but then the next Game of Thrones spinoff is probably likely to be that. It's it's just eventually yeah. they're going to hit that point, and I don't want that. I kind right. of wish that it was just more here's Game of yeah. Thrones. Well, the reason well, the, the reason why they're moving forward with these other films, the other things, is because. Uh, Thrones is they, almost over. They can't do anymore with Thrones. No, no, no. Well, I know, but that's what I mean. Is I, I kind of wish it was just Game of Thrones. Sure. Well, I kind of don't want this because I don't anticipate it staying quality the whole way through. Yeah. Anymore. Right, well, Sparks. If Say your final thought, and we'll move on. Well, the thing is, as cool as as happy as I am, there is only one spinoff that myself and a bunch of other of my friends who are diehard Thrones fans want, and it's a standalone movie. It's called Throners. No. We just call ourselves Thrones, Thrones fans. We're gamists. Are, are we? Th- are we Throners? Really? That's probably. I mean, if they tried to put a name on it, that would be. We're it. gots. You know. You know what? Screw it. I'll take. I'll own it. But the one spinoff I want is Robert's Rebellion. How Robert took that's the throne probably, from the Mad King. That's probably one of the spinoffs in development. I'm one sure. of the thirty. I'm, I'm sure it is, yeah. but that's the one everyone wants because it's always mentioned about how King Robert. Sure. Five. There's how, five spinoffs in development. That's still a lot. Yeah. I know. See, so that's what I mean. There's yeah. just so much. And and here's my basis for this. What's the weakest season of Game of Thrones in your opinion? Shit. Uh, is it the last one? A lot of people have echoed A lot that. of people feel that way. I personally don't. I understand why you don't feel that way, but yeah. don't most people feel that way? Uh, because that was the one where they were kind of spinning the wheels a little real longer. Real fan service Yeah. Yeah. Until the end when... Uh, but I don't... Can, can we talk about what happened last season? Has been enough just, time? Just... just no, because well, no, we'll we, get into we it. Need, we no, also but need real quick, so. my point is just the feeling about it. Like, yeah. the fact that most people feel like this last season was really spinning the wheels. It was a lot of fan service stuff, right? Yeah. That was the first season where they weren't following the books anymore. It's true. True. And yeah. now we're about to head into a territory where they're building a lot of spinoffs that don't directly follow any book material. Not mm-hmm. specific book material. Mm-hmm. I'm not so crazy about it. Yeah, you're I right. See, I see your point. I see your point. My my final thought, yeah. real quick, is uh, we'll move on, I course. would f- I would feel like uh, I would be scared of the spinoff, but this really is the first thing that's not Game of Thrones. No, I get it. So like uh, until I see it, I'm okay with more stuff because I don't want that world to end. Like as special as it would be just to have that series, I don't want it to go away forever. I, I understand. But like your trepidation for everything you said is 100 percent true, th- and 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 I believe I understand it. A thing isn't beautiful because it lasts forever. You're right. Ooh. And on that note, speaking of things that are beautiful comics oh you're right <laughs> um so marvel released two uh little juicy nuggets of news this week chicken nuggets uh one of them is the return of wolverine yes by charles by charles soul and steve mcnibben beautiful the team who killed him beautiful team um this is coming out after the 18 part hunt for wolverine Jeez, it feels like it has taken forever <clears throat> for wolverine to have like a proper return yeah. like i'm not even reading it but i just walk into this the comic store and every week it's like hunt for wolverine is this the issue where's wolverine so wolverine lost my big problem blah, 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 and i'm like what what is happening my guys? big problem is somebody who reads a lot of marvel books is if you notice on some of them they have like a little picture of wolverine saying oh follow the story in this comic right. it's one page of just wolverine shopping in a bar saying oh i guess i got to go somewhere else all these comics have these one-page mini-stories that aren't real stories. I remember that. And it's just like, I think just bring them back. So, so they're promising uh, uh, changes, uh, a different a different and changed Logan. He has some new powers. Um, yeah, he does. Stupid. Charles Soule uh, uh, was quoted saying, one of the outwardly physical manifestations of that is that now, from time to time, his claws, once they're popped, they can heat up, they can get really hot. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. What? I think that's dumb. That's I'm, I'm dumb. Not, 
Uh, How? He, he has healing factors and he has claws. He doesn't need and to Hulk out. He's like, yeah, Wolverine's already claws? like pretty Jacked. hard to kill. Yeah, he doesn't need what Red Hulk powers. Here? I don't think you need magma claws. This is like Superman with the solar flare. Yeah, I, I was just about to say that. <laughs> yeah. Well, but the thing about the solar flare is that it drains his powers. Yeah. So yeah. it does kind of make, it does, like, it's a superpower, but it makes him weaker. This is just like, so is oh, it, more, Wolverine's more powerful. Is his internal, like, thermometer just, like, <laughs> rise in his hands? Like, what the system like is? Is, is oh. it just his claws or is it his entire, is his entire I love trial assault, but it is So it does, does the longer he use it, it starts, like, burning his skin away, like, from the claws up? Because, I mean, I mean, at least I'd be kind of into that. If he, start, if he uses it too much, he starts, like, like losing muscle and stuff, but then I'll just heal it, so it's like there's no real. No, like, no, no, I know, yeah. but I mean, like, still in a fight, like it, that, that's it would hurt painful him. as heck. It doesn't make sense. Doesn't all make right, sense. yeah, that's all we can say about I'm that. I'm really excited for this out. book. Like, it's it's a stellar creative team, but like that's a that's dumb. <laughs> uh, the other the other bit of news is he's too hot to handle. Oh no, the new tagline uh, as Guardians of the Galaxy. Heck yeah, this okay, kind of neat. Cool. That's kind of neat. Uh, so spinning out of the so it's written by Cullen Bunn and written an uh, art by Matteo Lolli. We're coming out in September. Um, it, the the synopsis reads: Spinning out of the events of Infinity Wars, which is not not out yet, <laughs> um, comes an epic space opera from the superstar team of Colin Bunn and Matteo Lolly. Uh, sure, Angela, yes, uh, the not so beloved half sister of Thor. I like her. Uh, who is a Neil Gaiman character okay. that was sold to Marvel. Yep. Once upon a time at Spawn, uh, the hot headed Valkyrie and the human who shares her form, Annabelle Riggs. Going back to that old uh, kind of golden age style which um, makes sense with a lot of the characters that are in this book yeah um a lot of back, way back when the asgardians were just like they were in human vessels donald blake is thor yeah like that yeah. um scourge the executioner freshly returned from hell uh h-e-l throg my favorite yeah dog the mightiest frog of thunder uh kevin masterson the boy who took his father's mace to become the hero thunderstrike yeah. so is the it's son 90s of the first hell dude. it's the son of the first uh thunderstrike uh, and the Destroyer, the Asgardian armor built to take down Celestials. It's wielder unknown. Uh, the galaxy has new Guardians. That's it. This looks awesome. I'm I'm really pumped for this book. Colin Bunn is very hit or miss with me. Yes. Uh, I like some of the stuff he's done with Marvel, but I really hated his Aquaman run. He does really uh, he does really good Deadpool and Spider Man. Yes. He's a good comedy writer. Um, Are the other Guardians done? It looks like... No, I mean, like, I know their comic We stopped. don't know because Infinity Wars hasn't finished. Right. So, like, they announced these things before the book's even out. Because so, like, of solicitations and diamonds. Like, and the Guardians aren't dying or anything, but I bet they're going to be relocated to a new, different book. Well, because I'm like, this is an interesting time to stop doing they're anything definitely, with those characters. The Guardians of the Galaxy... They're getting relaunched. They did, they did say that... It, uh, the, the, the thing is, they did say it's be they're being disbanded. So the Guardians of the Galaxy will be no more, and then they'll have the yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy instead. They'll probably be, just like with the Fantastic Four, they'll probably show up again. And like when oh, that movie for sure. When that movie comes out, probably in two years. I hope As Guardians of the Galaxy is good because if it isn't, they'll cancel it in a year and bring back the old ones. Yep. I'll give it like yeah, like six months, dude. Yep. Um, should we talk about Vertigo's new line? Yeah, boy. So I Vertigo, mean, Ryan and I are into it. So Vertigo uh, has been floundering for a couple of years now. You're uh, floundering. Uh, well, it's true. Flounder. Uh, there's they've they've kind of like taken the new Sandman relaunch to springboard into a new line wide relaunch and rebrand. Now calling themselves just DC Vertigo, um, for whatever reason. Um, they're uh, this is line wide uh, by Mark Doyle, who's the who was the editor of the Batman books and now is the editor Heck over yeah. at Vertigo. Um, it's going to. 
Uh, DC Editorial is rededicating its focus to creating modern, socially relevant, high-concept inventive stories appealing to readers of all genres. And then Mark says, It's time to rebuild DC Vertigo. We're returning to our roots by spotlighting the most exciting new voices in comics as well as bringing new voices to comics from the corners of television, games, music, activism, uh, podcasting, comics, and more. Where was our invite? I don't remember hearing about <laughs> it. I, I didn't get anything in the um, All of our creators are passionate and have something to say. These sophisticated stories have amazing new characters and vast worlds to explore. That's what it has always been about. For me, uh, new stories, new voices, new possibilities. We're creating a new generation of DC Vertigo classics for readers of all genres. Heck yeah, dude. Uh, so it's, it's going to be relaunching with seven new titles. Uh, Border Town, Hex Wives, American Carnage, mm-hmm. Goddess Mode, uh, High Level, Safe Sex, Second Coming. Uh, which one of these do you want to know more about? I want to say one that Robbie Rodriguez, the creator of Gwenpool, or sorry, uh, Spider Gwen. He's I think it's go- uh, Goddess, the Goddess one maybe? Uh, let me see. Might be. Goddess Mode. Uh, Robbie Rodriguez. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for that one. Uh, His art is insane. Zoe Quinn is the uh She the was writer. a video game developer turned a comic book writer. She is... Uh, she was a featured in twenty f- and People's the magazine People, twenty five women who are changing the world and Forbes thirty under thirty. Goddess mode does look like one of the most promising ones from this line. Zoe Quinn is like she, she went through a lot of stuff in in the video game world. There's a whole thing about Gamergate and like all this nonsense right, that, that, she, was her, that she went know. through. Uh, but and she's she's luckily escaped that and in, into the comic book world. Yeah, Comicsgate. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah man. Thing. Man, she's gonna. Oh man. We'll get. Uh, we'll get there. Yeah. Uh, so this this one that reads in the near future where all of humanity's needs are administered by godlike AI. It's one young woman's horrible job to do tech support on it. But when Cassandra finds herself violently drawn into a hidden and deadly digital world beneath our own, she discovers a group of superpowered women and horrific monsters locked in a secret war for the cheat codes to reality. Into it. That sounds cool. I'm into Ooh. it. That sounds cool. Uh, one of them. One of the ones I'm actually really interested in. Uh, I was I was uh, second coming. I'll tell you why. Mark Jesus? Russell. No, Mark Russell. Oh, pa- who oh wrote yeah. The Flintstones. Flintstones. Really? Which is one of the best titles DC put out from Hannah Barbera. Oh yeah, mm. dude. Uh, this Very one socially is, irrelevant. This one is God sends Jesus to Earth in hopes that he will learn the family trade from Sun Man, an all-powerful superhero who is like the varsity quarterback Sun God never had. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> but upon his return to Earth, Christ is appalled to discover what he ha- what has become of his gospel, and uh, lost my place, and vows to set the record right. That comes out in 2019. That, um, that's pretty ballsy for DC DC to put that out. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I. This is hard to say. I like the idea of Border Town. I don't know how much I like the synopsis. Do you want to read it? But I, I sure. Yeah. But I do really want that concept to be good because I like it. Can you tell me the creative team of that. Border Town, written by Eric M. Esquivel, okay, uh, who wrote Adventure Time and Starburns Presents. Wow. Oh. Uh, artist by Ramon, no. Villa Lobos. Villa Lobos. Oh, he he's great. Nighthawk in America. Yep. Uh, when a crack in the border between worlds releases an army of monsters from Mexican folklore the into mist. the small town of Devil's Fork, Arizona, the residents blame the ensuing weirdness. Uh, blame the ensuing weirdness, the shared nightmares, the otherworldly radio transmissions, the mysterious goat mutilations on quote god dang illegals unquote with mm. racial tensions supernaturally charged it's up to new kid in town frank dominguez and a motley crew of high school misfits to discover what's really going on you had see, me see, until I'm you super, said. see i'm super into it till the synopsis says god dang illegals so, yeah. and i'm like i understand but man i wish you hadn't put it out That's, that way yeah i don't like it so i'm all for political politically charged stories same but i don't like 
This is over. This is a lot. Yeah, it's like I a want, Spanish but mist. I want, but yeah. I want a cool comic about having to find a deal with a chupacabra. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. dude. I want that. Yeah. Even when you were saying, it's like, oh, there's this like crazy Mexican photo. I was like, they're going to blame it on the Lilios. The goddamn called it. No, because like, they just took that one sentence out, it'd be all right. I just, oh, yeah. I just want... You just know, phrased I, it differently. I don't want to be beat over head with these kind of politics. Yeah. No, neither do yeah. I. No, neither do I. But but I like the concept. I do too. I'll, I'll, same here. I'll check the first issue out. I don't, we'll see. The other one I wanted to... to I just want it to be a bad synopsis. I want to hope that it's just a bad synopsis. <laughs> yeah, probably. Because synopsises suck sometimes. Yeah. yeah. The other one that actually does interest me... Uh, Safe Hex sex? Wives. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> Give me the creative team. Hex Wives by Ben Blacker. Yes. Co-creator of the Thrilling Adventure Hour. Um, Mirka Andolfo... Uh, who's the artist on Wonder Woman, Shade the Changing Girl. Oh, yeah. The women are too powerful. They must be tamed, end quote. A malevolent conspiracy of men bra- brainwashes a coven of witches to be sub- subservient suburban housewives. But it's only a matter of time before the women remember their power out in October. I just like that idea. I like Desperate. the idea, too. Um, uh, this is another one where I don't like the synopsis. Yeah. It's not as problematic as the border one, but it, but it's still like, <sighs> I get it. What's that housewives Can movie just with the robots? Separate wives. Separate wives. This, this is the same thing. This is telling and not showing me. Uh, yeah. Stop right. trying uh. to stop trying to tell me about. Just do it. Yeah. Just do it. Right. I'll find out about it if you just do it. Yeah. Do the thing. Don't show. Don't do the thing. Don't tell me about the thing. Do the thing. There you go. So, if you want to know more about these titles, they're all on DC's website. We got too much to talk about, so we will move on. I'll tell you what. I'm. 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 Pretty jonesed about Vertigo trying it again and like getting getting new talent because like you can't use the same people all the time, right? Like this is the g- second time in less than two years that yeah. they tried this. Re- regardless yeah. of how we feel about most of the titles or whatever, um, it's definitely bold choices. Yes, indeed. Oh, yeah. indeed. I mean, I'm glad that they're bold choices at least. Yeah, and that's the thing that DC has tried to do: be bold. And then they did New Age of Heroes. You know what the last um, Vertigo title that involved Jesus was, was poor New called? Age of Punk Heroes. Rock Jesus. Yeah! Uh, right, the the last comic. Political activism done well. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine the logline for that. Punk rock Jesus is extreme out for the man. I bet the synopsis for that probably sounded kind of shitty, too. Yeah, right? So, uh, you guys like Power Rangers? Go, go. Power Rangers. I liked the last Power Rangers movie. So well, I thought I. it was pretty good outside of, the, you know, the part where they were Power Rangers. But, like, everything else was really good. <laughs> yeah. um, well, this is not about that. Oh. This is the Power Rangers comic from Boom. Oh, ooh! Uh, Shattered. Pa- is this the Green Ranger thingy? Yeah, yeah. So Boom this is putting cool. out an original graphic novel. Ben, did you hear about this? No. So Boom is putting out an original graphic novel, OGN. written by Kyle Higgins. He's great. With uh, art by, oh man, Giuseppe Caffaro. Giuseppe. Giuseppe. I, I really wanted his name to be man. <laughs> <laughs> stop, stop reading it. Giuseppe? I'm trying to help you. Uh, he, 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 look, he was the artist on Justice League su- versus Suicide Squad. He's good. Um, Jason David Frank is brought on as a consultant, as a, quote, special consultant. Why? Well, here's why. (laughs) The story will follow Tommy after his time as the Black Dino Ranger in Dino Thunder and long after his stint as the original Green Ranger in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. While leaving the world in the hands of the SPD Rangers, Tommy's as-of-yet unnamed son goes missing. It's up to Tommy to find his son and bring him home safely. Okay. I'm kind of on board. I'm on board. Like him and Kimberly's son? I don't know. It's like uh. it's like Green Power Ranger Taken. Yeah. Okay. It sounds bomb. <laughs> yeah, it does sound bomb. <laughs> Jason David Frank says, quote, Soul of the Dragon. By the way, I didn't say what it's called. It's called Power Rangers Soul of the Dragon. All right, that's cool. I um, like the title. Jason David Frank uh, says, Soul of the Dragon will give fans an in-depth story of the life of Tommy Oliver as a Power Ranger and person. We go deeper into the multiple Rangers Tommy has become throughout time. I'm excited for all... 
of you, sorry, I lost my place, of you to see how Tommy evolves into the legendary Power Ranger he is and the legacy he will leave behind forever. So just so all of you know, Tommy has, I didn't know this, Tommy has apparently been obviously the Green and White Ranger mm-hmm. from the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the Red Rangers from Power Rangers Zero and Power Rangers Turbo. We knew that. I didn't know that. And Black Dino Ranger from Dino Thunder. That yep. I did not know. Which I didn't know either. Yeah. Yeah. This sounds great. I'm no, I think that's really cool. I'm, I'm, uh, this is the first Power Rangers comic I've ever been interested in picking up. So this is actually the second one because they did an alternate reality thing where yeah. Tommy was like, I heard about it. Shattered Grid. Yeah, where, where they, they had no, 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 it wasn't. It, it was, was before, before Shattered Grid. Before that, it was the alternate reality thing where it was like he was like Dark Draken or something like Draken, Lord Draken, yeah. and he's married and was, to Rita and stuff. And I'm like, oh man, this looks awesome. Takes over the world. Yeah, it's I, got a cool scar. That's that's when I, I got still interested. Still haven't seen that trailer because they actually got Jason David Frank to be Tommy again for that trailer. I give you the first as volume some, of that. As someone who is not at all invested in Power Rangers at all. Um, this is the first one that's really grabbed me because I'm like, I just think that sounds like a neat story. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've, I'm not. The I, Power I've Ranger setting is just the setting. Shattered Grid is like Spider Verse, but Power Rangers. I've is said before, cool. like I don't care about the Power Rangers anymore. Yeah. But that that alternate reality story like really got me like interested in. And now and I'm just like, this is cool too. I should give these comics a read. You know, what? I want to give the uh, Soul of the Dragon one a read. I, I have, I still have the one you gave me for my birthday. I still haven't read it yet. Sorry. We'll get to it. I will. Maybe you should be sorry. I don't care. <laughs> but, because, yeah, I kind of don't care about Power Rangers anymore. I still, like, have this nostalgia for Power Rangers. Like, yeah. when the movie came out, I was like, okay, this is really, I enjoy this. The it two was, seconds where the yeah. theme song's playing with yeah, the, with, like, the, hey, the, I remember that from my childhood. That's my I, favorite I part of the movie. Yeah, That is my favorite part, too. But, I mean, hearing this, I'm like, you know what, yeah, I can dig it. It's just weird to me that, like, he's, he, like, he's really invested into this franchise, and I'm not trying to, yeah. like, bash on... Mr. Frank. He's here. more invested in this franchise than anybody. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's just like he's onto he's like consulting and like he's not writing the book. Like, so Mr. Frank, tell me about your thoughts on what he should like. Kyle Higgins is a great writer. Like, he he so is weird. He is legitimately the person who knows Tommy the best. Yeah, because he has played him the longest. And it's just he, I there's no out of the roles but, that like people do this for. It seems like right, you know but I mean? he is the only one from that original crew specifically who's at all invested in this franchise yeah. like he's thought about this character a lot and he's kept thinking about this character a lot it's just interesting to me i like it yeah um so we, sh- we should get into the plethora of trailers trailer apocalypse holy shit here we go all right e3 is this week so Let's they're like we gotta we gotta get all these trailers simplest out. to the most complicated to talk about oh okay I did not rank it that way oh what how did you rank it just in out give us Here's movies. order oh, okay um okay i just want to let, let's talk about the two that I think should just be on everyone's radar. Okay. Or the one. Okay. I don't know about the second one. Uh, Bad Times at the El Royale. Right. Uh, that looks great. This looks like a really interesting role for Chris Hemsworth. I'm super curious exactly what he's doing in Me this too. movie. Yep. So it's it's directed by it's directed and written by Drew Goddard. Goddard. Um, uh, we actually got dailies for this one. Um, where I work, and I was super interested in it when I, when I first heard about it, and so now seeing a trailer, I'm like, it's got Jeff Bridges, it's got Nick Offerman, I guess, but he's he's not in the trailer. Not in the trailer. Nick Offerman uh, is in it. John Hamm, mm-hmm. uh, someone who looks like uh, one of the guys from Ocean's Eleven, but is not. <laughs> um, the kid, I don't forget his name. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot of like ensemble movies coming out in front of us. No, there's a lot of ensemble movies. Yeah. But this like, looks it, good. It's basically like a, a hotel in the middle of Nevada and California, the mm-hmm. border. I kind of like that idea. Yeah, it looks great. I, I think you guys should t- definitely check I'm out. Is it sure. a period piece? Because it looks like it's, no. set, it's set in the 70s. Yeah. Okay. Well, oh, okay. So 70s, it is a period yeah. piece. Sorry, I mean like older. Yeah, it's I'm still not sure what it's about. Like there's like assassins and it's like like the hotel. I kind of prefer that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, that was John Hamm, right? He was in this. Yeah, like John Hamm finds this. He cracks open. He like busts a lock in a door, and then he's like in the secret hallway where we can see everyone. Yeah. 
So anyway, what are you? What are you? This place is haunted. I don't know. Um. Then uh, the girl with the spider's nest, spider's web, spider's web. Sure, my um, favorite No Doubt song. Yeah, this is this is the next uh, Liz Salander, uh, uh, Liz Salander, whatever. You got uh, it. Movie Salamander, starring everyone from that first movie nope. and directing by the same guy. No, not, none of that. Oh, you're right. I know. I think that's this okay is the one for this. Yeah, I know. We it's talked about it before. No, if, it, if it was yeah. the the literally next book, which is Girl Who Kicked the Hornet's Nest, yes. if it was that one, then I'd be a little more. No, this oh, is like this a trailer. Weird. But they're they're stepping all the way to the other book that was was not um, written by the original author and yeah. um, the Born Legacy. And and that's that's a good choice. I think yeah. this is fine. Yeah, it could be good. It could be bad. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I think like it, it looks nice. There's some really good shots in it. Yeah, it looks like it could it could be good. Yeah, um, uh, Claire Claire Foy? Foy. Yeah, is taking over. She's not bad. I like. So far, I liked Rooney Mara better, but I like yeah. the scene that Claire Foy has more than most of the scenes that yeah. that Rooney had. I'd agree with that. Um, I guess Suspiria next. Heck yeah, Suspiria. Uh, so it's a remake of a '77 Italian horror movie. Uh, it's about so the first movie is a psychological uh, thriller slash horror movie about ballerinas losing their minds, and there's there's murder afoot, and there's like some uh, supernatural stuff. And it's uh, a okay. little deserved of its standing as yes. a cult classic. It is. It is. Hardcore great for a yes. 77 horror movie. Um, Italian horror, it's like really, it's really intense. A lot of great uh, scary visuals. Uh, this movie is not that same movie, thankfully, because you can't remake that movie. It just wouldn't work. It's not the same. Um, it's the director who did Call Me By Your Name, which is like an Oscar-nominated movie last year. One of my year. favorite movies <laughs> of last yep. year. Um, uh, he said he didn't want to remake the movie because you can't. He wanted to make an he wanted to make an homage to it. He wanted like. Like, like almost like a remix, right? So he's doing his own version of a type of movie Suspiria would be. So it's still going to be psychological horror with ballerinas, but like a completely different stuff. I don't know if there's going to be any supernatural stuff, but uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. This, this was a really cool trailer. Very this, felt yes. in tone with the original film. There's a lot of people who are bagging on the color palette, how it's very dull and gray. Uh, I think, give it more chance, I think the crazy stuff's going to be the color stuff. And like the, the drab world I mean, I think they were drab. trying to make it, like the thing was... Even though the trailer was shot now, it looked it looked very reminiscent it looked like of that time movie. period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think that was a good yeah, choice. Yeah, I, I had to check. I was like, I've been watching the same. Yeah, it's uh, it looks real good. I'm real yeah. excited. Um, Mortal Engines or uh, the Predator? Which one first? Mortal Engines. Mortal Engines. Sure. Then. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Man, I want I want Peter Jackson to have a win so bad. Well, this, he's not directing this. I keep. Damn it, I keep forgetting. <laughs> Damn they really make it seem like he is. He, yes, they do. <sighs> but he's just the producer. Okay. I, I'm going to look up who's directing. Look up so the I can see they the really make it seem like he's the director. Yeah, they it's do. a lot like in District 9 when before they were like Neil Blomkamp. Like they're, it's it's unfortunate for him because they're banking off of his name and they're ruining his the, name. The trailer, the, the poster is from the, from the director of The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings trilogies. Yeah. But he's not directing this movie. Right. They're, they're really kind of dragging his yeah. name down. Why isn't he doing anything good anymore? I don't know. So, okay, so uh, I haven't looked it up yet, but so there was rumors that he can either work on the Lord of the Rings thing, the Amazon thing, or like a DC project. And he's doing neither. And he's doing neither. So who knows what he's doing? Mm. Um, this was a really badly put together trailer. It really was. I think you know, it starts awesome. I think like... it. No, like, it starts good. The premise is so amazing. And then just all the stuff with the characters. I'm like, oh, this is bad. This is based off a young adult novel. I it, it feels like it. This was just really poorly cut together trailer and did not sell me on being interested in the story at all and i'm like you're i you're like world seems like it could be cool you're not doing much to sell me on this mm-hmm. i forgot first man also dropped the trailer that looks okay oh this is his first this, this is the director's first movie he's worked with peter jackson on every movie he's ever been on he's like he was like a visual effects like guy. like neil blomkamp yes he's a visual effects guy what's his name 
His name is Christopher Rivers. Christian, All right. Christian Rivers. Watch that name, guys. That'll be... Christian Rivers. Gone after this. That's why they're not promoting it, because this is his first movie. Oh. <laughs> yeah, all right. Bummer. Hugo Weaving's in it. Dude, I like it's him. Like, it's like City city Warfare Mad Max. Like, I want that to be so cool. Currently, yeah, but like, unless something happens to change my mind, even though we have this podcast and everything, like, I don't I don't know that I'll go to this in theaters. It has to get some good reviews for me, yeah. though, Anna. I mean, so we don't the have visually looks cool. The premise looks really sweet. I mean, yeah. like, hey, London is this There's big money giant. behind this, obviously. Yeah. But then even when I was watching, like, there's this one part during the trailer where this one, where the Asian lady, she had a line, literally two seconds of dead silence, and then she said her second line, I'm thinking, that was r- cut really, really badly. Yeah. And it's, of course, it's like the, the, the simple, uh, you're the only one who could stop him. It okay. turned in, there's like a line, it's like, oh, yeah, this is a young adult. I mm-hmm. like it, this was like totally a cool it's mature the, it's thing. The, it's the until you're the chosen one. It's the you're the chosen one. I'm yeah. Doing yeah. Your mother said you only. It pulled me straight out of that trailer, like real. Quick. I mean, it was cool. Like when Hugo weaving, like that one dude, like the the love interest guy, show comes in. He's, like, like, he's clearly the love interest. <laughs> clearly, in this movie. and then of course the girl with the scars, like ask him why he killed my mother. She falls. So they go, oh, this is cool. And then he like Spartan Showed kicks her. They spoil. Wait, they spoil. Hold on. Yeah. I think I, I. So clearly that's the beginning of the movie. Yeah. But I thought. The trailer was going to be like, and now who you thought your main character is dead, and I'd be like, oh, True. that's okay. interesting. Yeah. But then no. they're just both alive. And then of course he's like, I'm like, like wait, are they both? Dead? They went are out we? of funnel. Yeah, and then he's like, find them. I'm like, oh great, here we go. It's like Je- it's like uh, Jeremy Irons in Dungeons and Dragons. It reminds me of that. It's like like the evil villain. He's just like, oh, I'm evil. <laughs> All right, <laughs> uh, so <laughs> disappointing. Yeah, I am yeah. chaotic. I am uh, chaotic. So the, evil. the predator. Uh, what do we think about this one? I don't have any thoughts on this new yeah. trailer. Uh, what do you guys think, though? It's only a minute long, and it only just shows a couple more action scenes. So yeah. like, it's hard for me to... And, yeah, but that ending. The big reveal. A cool big big boy predator. Yep, that, That's cool. I mean, yeah, what's up with that? It's I don't know. a holy CGI predator, which they've avoided up until now. Are we sure? Are you yes. Sure? Yeah, oh, come I, on. That's he, clear. I, I watched it on a that phone. That was holy so CGI, not yeah. just like CGI overlaid? I'm pretty sure that's holy CGI. I don't know. Because you can tell like the, the, the mask on predators don't necessarily move. Like the little things. No, I know what yours. you're. T- I know what you're talking but about. But like, like I don't. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know that the the whole thing is CGI. It's like bigger than thing. a normal human being. The, yeah, but you can. Peter Dinklage is giant. Yeah, like that doesn't mean that there isn't something under it. Like it, that, I'm still. I don't think it's a Steppenwolf situation. To, is my to point. me, yeah. it looks like a completely CGI character, especially because there's no feature on it. It's, it's just also kind it's of also like black. a requiem situation where it's really dark and you can't see what it is. Yes, yeah, that's true. Um. I'm still waiting for the right trailer to show. Hey, this is actually a Shane Black movie because Shane Black makes like action comedies, and that's I. There's there's hints of it in the last trailer and less of it in this trailer. So I'm just waiting where it's like actually it's going to be a lot more comedic than you guys think. Probably a little like, hard to market a, exactly. a movie it's like this. Like and then <laughs> it's going to be that Iron Man three situation. Yeah, <laughs> I think uh, it's going to be good. Yeah, so that's not too I much believe there. In it. Um, Halloween. Yes, please. Yeah, that makes you sense. know what? I'm actually down to see this one. You haven't seen any of the Halloween films. You're right. You're, you're like me. I haven't seen any exactly. of them Exactly. The only thing of Halloween I know is from the mazes at Halloween uh, Horror Nights just, Universal. Just do what this movie's doing. Just watch the first one. Ignore the rest. I can do oh, that. Oh, that's not true. They should. You should definitely watch the original second. Yeah. I'm, I'm just Halloween like... I'm just, was good. No, I know yeah. what you mean, but I mean, like, you should definitely watch Halloween I'll even two. give season, season of the Witch a pass, because that movie's a fun anthology movie. Season of the Witch is a great thing. It's... Not uh, a Halloween if, movie. I wish that people had not gotten so upset that it wasn't Michael Myers. Do you know... Do you understand what we're talking about? No so, clue. real quick. 
Halloween, uh, when John Carpenter came up with it, the original idea was for it to be an anthology film. So every year that it came out, it would be a new story set during Halloween. Yeah. And they were going to be these new spooky stories. So, so it wasn't but, always going to be Michael Myers. Correct. But but John Carpenter had a good idea for what he wanted to do Think with trick Halloween. trick or treat. With Halloween, with a sequel to his original. So he did that right away, Halloween 2, which brought back Michael Myers because it was still the same night as the original it's just the same night continued oh interesting i didn't know that yeah it's it's literally what happened right after where halloween one ended that moment so he wanted to do that because he made that sequel first when they made halloween 3 and michael myers wasn't in it at all fans got really upset and because of that john carpenter didn't continue making anthologies and then the studio took over and said we're just going to keep making michael myers movies and then they made four of the return of michael myers right and then yada, 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 all the rest of them. And that became the Halloween movies there about Michael Myers. They were supposed to be anthology films. And when did H2O come out? 2000. Yeah. And this is not the Rob Zombie films? No, the Rob Those Zombie films were um, later. Like, like mid-2000s, yeah. I like the Rob Zombie films. I like the first one. I like the second one, too. Oh, man. That's some crazy horse visuals he, in there, buddy. Come yeah, on. Yeah, he went. He made it his own. Yeah, I just don't want he the origin of Michael Myers, I guess. But that was what the first one was. But like this one took it to like extreme with with the mom and stuff like extreme. I know, but that was but it got weird. Nah. <laughs> I li- I like it anyway. Um, so this is ignoring all the others and this is ignoring literally Curtis. everything, including John Carpenter's original sequel, which is surprising. Yeah, that they're yeah, ignoring guess, yeah. that they're ignoring. I understand why yeah. because at the end of the second one, he's he's all you know messed up and yeah. stuff. But uh, this implies that he was just captured right after the ending of the original. I think it's a really strong um, trailer. It's it's got the tone. It's got the music. I don't know how I feel it's about It's got the look. I don't <laughs> know how I, I feel about the idea of Lori having been waiting this whole time to kill. I've waited 40 years to become a bad gunman. See, I kind of like this this play on the the survival girl. To be fair, survival to be girl. fair, part of it is part of it is purely that Jamie Lee Curtis has returned to the franchise once before and I didn't particularly for the care same for that. For the same reason, basically. H2O. Yeah, I didn't particularly <laughs> care for that version of it. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for me to care about this one, even though I still like her. I still like mostly the Halloween films. The, if this hadn't been done before, I'd be more into it. Sure. But because uh, it's been done once is, before... This is also the original Michael Myers. Since the big, This is the first one. He's never came back. Uh, this is the first time he's come back. You mean the actor? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. oh, the original actor. Gotcha. That's pretty cool. I, I was like... It's always still the no, same person. This is the original actor <laughs> who portrayed him. This is not him. a Friday Jason the 13th Myers. situation. <laughs> yeah. no, this, this is the first time yeah. he's, he's shown up. Uh, the actor has played Michael Myers. Since got the you. One. And okay. I and I gotta I gotta say like I'm still shocked that this is directed by uh, 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 Sean Gordon Green. Is that true? The same actor didn't play Michael Myers in that's Halloween Two. That's what I read. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know if that's true about Halloween Two. I believe all the others, but I don't but know. Two. Halloween sure, Two yeah. was right ah. after the first one. Hey, someone look it up. My right. computer's it's, hella uh, slow. This is being written by Danny McBride, who is a comedian, and directed by the guy who made, like, Paul. Yeah, and, like, a bunch of other comedy it's, movies. It's very interesting. Yeah, Get so it makes Yeah, it makes me think of Get Out. I'm like, the comedy and horror have a lot of similar things in, in timing, because timing is important. I'm hopeful mostly... Okay, here's the thing. I really want this movie to ha- to not have a setup for more. I want this to be an, a one and done. I wouldn't be surprised uh, if it is. They just, yeah. they said uh, they said that they initially planned this out as a two part as to film back to back. Okay. And then they were like, let's just see how this one does, and then we'll do the second one. I I see. I really wish that it would just be a one and done for the closure, because I feel like that would be more effective right now. I agree. And it could revive this end of horror films, and that's what I'd want. Yeah. So. 
Real super fast, quick edit. Did you see the the newest Scream movie four? Yeah. Was it good? I like it. Okay. I thought I, it was stronger than three ultimately. Okay. Okay. I wouldn't put it above one and two. No, I that first one is like amazing. Dude. And second one's a really great follow up. Yeah. But but I would put it above three. Okay, that's good. I don't know what the guy's name from the first one is called. So. No. Michael Schmeyers. Um, all right, so I guess where are we? Uh, Predator Halloween. Um, Bumblebee? Buzz Buzz. Bumblebee. All right. This looks promising. I like Travis Knight. I've always kind of been interested in this film. Yeah. Um, I like part of it filmed film. in our old backyard. Yeah. Uh, it's um, the designs look simpler. Simpler? Simpler? Simpler. Yeah. Um, less, which I like. Less junkyard. Uh, someone described it really well. Less grasshopper face or something, oh, something yeah. like that. Oh, you're right. I can tell. I totally know what you're talking. Like about. Yeah. It's like a prawn. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but it's still Bumblebee. Can't talk. Uh, I really well, I mean, it'd be weird if he could in this one. I'd buy it if they were like, oh, he knew how to talk, and then this happened, and yeah. then he can't. Uh, I throw your solo argument at you on that one. Fair. Oh. <laughs> but here's yeah. here here's why to me that doesn't hold up. I'm really tired of this gimmick. No, I'm I am really tired of this I am, gimmick. I am yeah. too, but this is the only movie where it makes sense to me to keep it. I guess so. So, so I'm not going to... I would hate it more if they did some BS thing at the end where it's like, he had his voice, but then this happened. It's like, no, he hasn't had his voice this whole time. No, they pull Prime. Because in Transformers Prime, Bumblebee lost his voice after he fought Megatron. Megatron. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Is Haley Steinfeld the reason that he talks through the radio? But in, but in, looks Transformers, like. in Transformers, didn't they establish that he'd lost his voice? During the crash, uh, that's right. Like the cri- like coming down to the planet, right? True. But the crash in the first Transformers wasn't in 1940. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. But he, what did? Well, he, we didn't see him crash. Right. We just the 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 uh, doctor is Ratchet. trying to fix it. Ratchet. Yeah, Ratchet. Yeah. He's and trying to fix it, and he says it was damaged when he arrived on the planet. Oh, process. Yeah, and he, oh, and yeah. it was fixed yep, by the right. end of, It was fixed by the end of the movie, and then they and then they yes, crash. it was fixed by the end <laughs> of that movie. That, for that was dumb. <laughs> yeah, that was really stupid. Uh, but that. but this makes sense. And I, I guess I guess that we don't know we don't know for sure who that other Decepticon who that Decepticon is. We're fairly certain it's Starscream. I'm though. saying it's Starscream. It would make a lot of sense. But you know what thing I actually do? I think it's specious to just assume that a flying robot is Starscream. That's all I'm saying. Oh my gosh, just assume it's gender. <laughs> As I was saying, you know what I actually really enjoyed about this Bumblebee trailer? Buzz Buzz. The part where um, I thought you said a Bumblebitch for a second. I was very confused. Bumblebee <laughs> is the part where she's looking under in the car and she sees Bumblebee's face. Yeah, yeah, that was really good. Because kind of like in the toys, like when you transform it, you like if you turn them over, you see their face in the parts they transform. Your head's in your butt. That was really cool. Yeah, you know. You know Whereas what? in um, the 07, you open the hood and there's this. Beautiful looking engine in this rusty ass Camaro, but here is like, hey, I can see the well, parts they, of the transformer. The, sorry, Brandon, real quick. The special effects people have said that they cheated every transformation. Like none of those transformations actually oh, yeah. worked. No, so, so actually, the first one, the first one, they they the reason why they picked the designs of the of the, of the vehicles is because they fit the parts that needed to transform into the robot. Mm-hmm. After that, they, they gave cheated. up. They were just like, whatever. They, they gave just, up. We're not going to work that hard. That's why hard. they're always <laughs> spinning. So it's like, oh, this part wouldn't really we're go not, here. We're not no. going to work that hard on yeah. a Michael Bay movie. But I, I actually really like Bumblebee's design. I do, too. I do, too. I like that it, they're keeping him as the bug. It, it's but, very 80s-esque. Like, it, Transformers 80s-esque. But that's, so that, that was what they wanted to do because it's set in the 80s. They wanted to keep him back to the bug. But that's uh, one of the things that I... Um, the, the reason why they picked 
uh, Optimus Prime to be a long nose truck and not a flat truck mm-hmm. is because of that reason that they oh, were yeah. like he needed to, it's these parts need to fit. Yeah, and because that's why I found it funny in, in in four when he is a flat he nose is a truck. Flat, <laughs> I was just like, oh, so you gave up? Yeah. Lost a lot of weight. Um, you like the you like this trailer? I really liked the, the car. Pick the driver. I really like the use of Bernie Mac. Mm-hmm. Same. Uh, may he rest in peace. I that was yeah. not just because he's passed away, but because that was like. That was one of not only the earliest things we heard about, you know, the first time we meet Bumblebee and an Autobot in the first film. Mm-hmm. That was one of the first things we heard when they premiered the first teaser trailer for Transformers was Bernie Mac saying, uh, driver doesn't pick the car, car picks the driver. Because the first, the having first that, you don't need to jump in. Having that now. speech is hit probably the most emotional point any Transformers movie ever could with me, where I'm like, ah. I remember, like, way back when there was hope. <laughs> 11, <laughs> 11 years ago. They talked about it, this film being like, yeah, the first one was supposed to be a boy in his car, so we wanted to go back That's to that. That's what this feels like. Th- yeah. a, girl a, a girl in her first car. I yeah. like that. I like that, too. Um, you know what? what? Oh, no, you go. Okay. Never gonna give you up. <laughs> so a lot of people really, a lot of people were really, really, were, a lot of people were really pissed off about that because they were like, oh, I hated the internet joke. It's the 80s. That song was yeah. huge. Yeah. Oh, is it actually set in the eighties? Yes. 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 Okay, I wasn't sure. Sorry. That's yeah. cool. Okay. Yeah. Um I it, it looks like it'll be a lot of fun. It's too bad it's like the last good film of a dead franchise. Yeah. yeah. Uh not dying. One dead. thing I really enjoy is like even though there wasn't a lot of action, like you can tell what's happening. Oh, I There's know, not right? Quick cuts every two seconds. Oh, yeah, yeah. Michael uh-huh. Bay. Oh my god. Anyway, I like Travis Knight. You know, he made one of my favorite movies ever, Koopa and the Two Strings. This is his first live action, right? Yeah. Do you have more hope for this now that you've seen this trailer? Yes. Good. Uh, yes. I mean, so I've, I. I've always been interested. Yes, but you, now you have real hope yes. for this. No, actually, at first I was like, no, Bumblebee. It's stupid. Why do we need this? After seeing this trailer, I'm on board. John Cena looks real bulky. You got to make people care about Transformers again. She's gonna man lot. five movies later. Shebus. Um, all right, Lego Movie Two, the second part. I liked the it. Official title. Yes, oh, I liked it. I yeah, it was good. I fully expected because Lord and Miller aren't directing it. Like I was like, oh man, it's probably not going to be the same. But like, man, this trailer was like, all right, the jokes are there. I'm feeling it. It still mm-hmm. looks amazing. I'm into it. Yeah. Uh, this is a newcomer, a uh, space space Lego, uh, voiced by Stephanie Beatrice from Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah. Uh, so that was really cool to hear. I like the way that they do the cis star because it's going to be the sisters like world of Legos. Yeah. Oh, so you're, right. Star. you're right. I thought that was really, I thought that was clever. I don't love the Mad Max aesthetic that most of the trailers in. I know that's yeah. not the movie, but I just, I was like, okay, you're not grabbing me right now. I like, it's color- weird. It's just very uncolorful. Yeah. And the Lego movie is very colorful. Yeah. So I was a little, it's very this weird. This is a weird way to sell me on this movie right it's now. It's very weird that they're like a Mad Taco Max, is, a Mad Max aesthetic. But knowing that it was like this, knowing that the first one was this dad's collection, like wouldn't he just rebuild the collection? Guess we'll have to find out. I, I'm hoping that ultimately the film is like a. Uh, Did you guys know there's a Unikitty TV show? Yes, I didn't. And every single episode opens with uh, different vignettes from the original Lego Movie, like different of the locations of them, like being in an environment, like maybe the crazy cat Unikitty? lady with all her cats, and then oh. Unikitty pops up on the television. It goes into her cartoons. The, le- the a Lego oh. TV show about Unikitty? Yeah, it's 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 two D animation. It's not Lego. What what network? It's Cartoon on Network. No, it's the Hub. No, uh, it's sorry, on, it's the streaming. It's, it's whatever streaming service they have. It's Cartoon Network. It's just on Cartoon Network. Really, I thought it was a streaming service. Thing. I watch it on Cartoon ah, Network, so insane. I know it's just on Cartoon Network. Is, is it like? good? It's, it's all it's all right. It's gotten better with time. Okay, I've, that's I've, a thing I never. It thought hasn't I'd... gotten it hasn't gotten bad enough for me to not is watch Allison, it. I don't go out of my way for it's it. It's not Allison okay. Brie. It's Tara Strong. I believe so. Yeah. Weird. Um. Yeah. This looks interesting. Yeah. Sure. Dude. 
But my favorite thing is like they'll be in the Old West Saloon from the Lego movie, and that part is the same animation as the Lego movie. Weird. And so then the guy will be like, I told you all to not settle down when my favorite show's on, and he'll turn to the television, and then it'll be the 2D cartoon, and it's Unikitty, and then it does the episode. That's weird, oh, okay. man. That's how each, and it's different vignettes of weird. real places in the Lego movie. Huh. Okay, um, I can dig that. But for for Lego movies, for Lego Movie 2, I'm, I'm for it. I loved the first one, and I can't wait for this one. You know, I still haven't seen that movie a second time. Really? It's, it holds up. So it does hold I think up. it's fun. I've, I've talked about this before. Uh, I've wanted to watch it a second time for a long time because ever since the movie came out because the bit where it's like, the oh, the, the real world is, is real. And I'm like, the bit where it's oh, a father-son okay. story. And, but like the movie, that bit from going from like stop motion animation film to just being a live action film, like took me so far out of the movie. It was like, like the scene in Jaws when it like zooms in and like the background zooms out. Yeah. I, it took me so far out, I couldn't get back into the movie. So I had a hard time like enjoying it afterwards. Oh, so I, I can understand because it is really jarring. I wanted mm-hmm. to watch it again. You should. So to have like a different reaction. I quite, I quite like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Commentary. I, I just like, oh yeah. I just like Ghost Vitruvius coming down. He's like, <laughs> yeah, because the world depends. I, I hope that, I hope that the the gag with the Mad Max thing is kind of to be like, dark and gritty movies. We're not that. Turn it on, Sarah, and go back to sure. like the light I, and colorful stuff. Like I hope that's what the minutes. movie does. Probably. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So uh, I think Wreck-It Ralph last. Um, uh, whatever you think is best, man. So How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. A whole new um, world. Released a trailer. I love the How to Train a Dragon franchise. Those first two movies are amazing. I was actually really worried this film was not going to happen uh, because DreamWorks was recently bought by Universal Studios and Universal has canceled a ton of their films. So the moment that, and it did happen, there was an early image release of the the white, the light, light fury. fury. Yeah. The moment that happened, I was like, is How to Train Your Dragon just following the template of the Kung Fu Panda movies and this movie's going to be all about like finding all the Night Furies and finding his family. Like they found the pandas and it's the same kind of thing. I, I'm i glad that it's really just about a love story instead. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, I, had a, I had a theory that this was going to be the third movie because there's a TV show on and the TV show has kind of like played with other Night Furies, but it's always like a trap or just a mistake. So I'm like, Clearly they want to do it, but yeah, yeah, there's that's why I thought the same thing. Yeah, clearly they want to do that story, but someone's telling them they can't do it. Right. I was always nervous that it was just going to be like the third movie's about finding all the Night Furies, and yeah. I'm like, so it's just finding all the pandas again because because if you run it down to the basic stories, I know they're better movies and they're different, but like the basic template of the films are very similar between How to Train Your Dragon and Kung Fu Panda. So oh, yeah. I really didn't want to follow the same template with this one. So yeah. this trailer made me happy. So this this trailer obviously showcasing better animation than the second one, which is the second one showcased better animation. I like beard technology. One. I like beard hi- hiccup. Me too. Holy yeah. crap. Um, so yeah, this one is uh, uh, another significant leap, leap in animation. So hiccup is older again, which is makes this one of the few animated, sh- animated movies, franchises, where the main character Growth. ages. Uh, the I other one, I think that. Toy Story, like Andy obviously grows I up. I love it. So um, technically, the characters do. They're just toys, so they don't age. True, yeah. Um, and then uh, this one is about Hiccup and Toothless finding uh, Light Fury, which is another one of Toothless Technically, species. Lightning McQueen got old in Cars 3. Oh, you're right. Lightning. Um, if we could see his age, he'd look like Logan. Kevin Beard. Um, <laughs> little little, uh, little oh. uh, gray hairs. H- how? I'm not going to ask that question, no. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> I really like this trailer. 
uh, especially at the end when it, when they're trying to show Toothless how to, how to flirt, and he does this weird like jumping thing. And, and then he looks uh, at the Hiccup, and Hiccup's giving like that stupid grin, like the the thumbs up. I've seen so many memes of like you, your crush, your wingman. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah this one was uh, this one was solid. I'm very happy this is coming out. This is gonna be the last in the trilogy. Uh, it's nice that they oh, got, the, they, they got my, to finish it. One of my favorite scenes is uh, Hiccup walking through the fire with his flame sword and Toothless my following God. him. But also. The internet's been saying this. I have to say it. Hiccup is like uh, Steve Rogers. He's a fully evolved Pokemon where's, now. Where's Kate Blanchett? We don't get any, sh- any shots of her. She's too expensive. One. Well, she's in the second one. <laughs> oh. She's his oh, mom. She, she was mm-hmm. a mom. She's uh, Hiccup's mom. I don't she's know. his mom. Uh, I, I mean, we didn't see a lot of most people no, who were Astrid. We get a little mm-hmm. bit of Astrid. When's mostly Hiccup out? and Toothless. When was he, Next year. Okay, so there's probably going to be a yeah, bigger I, trend. I, yeah, I... I'm sure she's there. There's a lot of characters we didn't see. Now, How w- to Train Your Dragon does not show their full hand. Now, I will say, uh, the second one has a trope. I, w- I want to preface this because the second one has a trope that I personally don't like, but they did it really well, and I really enjoyed it. Was everything um, you knew was wrong? No, it's oh. um, another... It's not. That's my least favorite trope, but like I've got tears. This one's <laughs> not like low. But it's... Um, it, it's you introduce a family member only to kill the other family member. Yes. Spoilers for How to Train Your Dragon 2. Uh, you know, I just want people to be happy. But... They did really well, and I really like it because it's about Hiccup's evolution to Chief and right. Toothless evolution as Alpha. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Whereas this one is like a fantasy movie that uh, explains why there's no fantasy elements in modern day. I don't right. care. You're showing me a fantasy movie. I'm not thinking, hmm, I'm not going outside. Hmm, why are there <laughs> no dragons anymore? I don't want to know that story. But again... How to Train a Dragon did a, a trope I didn't like, so they could very much do this kind of trope and have it be really beautiful. Yeah. Because it could be like, oh, to save the dragons, they need to leave. That's also how the books ended. Is it really? Yeah, the books ended with a... Oh, they're based on books? Ex- yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, cool. Children's books. Audio books um, by David Tennant, who plays yeah. a role in the movies. Yeah, always a small bit role. Yeah. Um, bigger role in the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, maybe a bigger role in this movie. Um he the uh, books uh, uh, I haven't read them myself but I heard that they end with um, an explanation as to why there are no more dragons yeah. see I don't need to know I think that's I don't know that that's like the focus yeah I think that they were just gonna head in that direction anyway uh, because the books did yeah sure but again like it could just be like uh, more of the evolution of like in order to save the dragons we need to part with them something like that uh, you do get a sense of that and if it's we'll it got a beautiful emotional payoff <laughs> Like, I was crying at the end of the last one. I was crying at the end of the first one. I'll cry at the end of this one, I'm sure. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, the other one, I guess we know more about that one. The I last like, one. I like dragons. Wreck-It Ralph 2. That's not last. Second to last. We still have Spider-Verse. Oh, my God, you're right. Wreck-It Ralph. I totally. Be- we said Wreck-It Ralph. It's too late. Wreck-It Ralph 2. <laughs> yeah, Wreck-It Ralph, then we'll do Spider-Verse. Ralph breaks yeah. the internet. You guys remember uh, the emoji Wreck-It movie? Ralph 2. This looks a lot better. It sure does. It's <laughs> so, I was super... I had to have someone who wasn't at D23 with me watch this because I was like, man, I don't like this trailer. And it's because most of it I'd seen. Sure. Okay. And so I was like, I feel like they're showing too much of their hand. And I think for me what it is is that because I was at D23, I'm like, I feel like I've been ruined of this enjoyment of this bit. Yeah. Because I've probably seen almost all of it. The Disney princess Unless bit. it's in it. Because here's the thing. I don't think it should be in the movie too much. Mm-hmm. And if... If unless it's in the movie, pretty close to more than it should be, I've seen most. of so it. So, are you telling me that like the bet, like the the the, the, tr- the scene that's like blowing up the internet right now, uh huh, that they show in in the trailer is not even going to be in the movie that long? Like that's almost the extent of it? No, 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 no. I'm saying at D23, yeah. I saw the full scene in that room. Are, I mean, are those characters in the movie a lot? Do you think? 
I'm hoping they're Because that'd be a big waste if they show that and then they're not in it much. I'm hoping that they're... That's the thing. I kind of hope they're... If they're well, in think the about movie it. more... Think about it this way. What we got... What what he's what I think he's saying like hypothetically, uh, we got thirty seconds of what is essentially a five minute scene. No, that yeah, but 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 my point being like I've seen that full scene in that room, and I don't want them to be in it much more than what I saw because oh, yeah. I think it's pulling too much focus from the other. Like I don't want this to be, I don't want Wreck It Ralph two to not be a good story on its own, but an excuse to make all these Disney references, mm-hmm. which I'm nervous. As much as I think it's great to have all the princesses together and you have all the voice actresses. I'm telling you, that scene in that room is great. Yeah. If yeah. they only show up for one more thing, it's plenty. I'm just bummed that I've already seen all of it. So um, a person who hadn't been D23, they really I like showed that. it to them, and they were like, no, I'm really excited about it. And I'm like, I guess, I guess I'm just bummed that I've been yeah. exposed to so much of it. I didn't know about Eeyore, so I was like, man, you just showed me another thing. I, I would have been, I mean, been happy in, to in see. In a way, like, it is kind of... Like this is it's kind of it is kind of like on you for for going to D twenty three and seeing that you know what I mean like but no I know only no, in the sense that it's not also like a, on us with we go no, to yeah, Comic Con yeah yeah, see, yeah like, that's what I mean like it's on us so like mm-hmm. I think if you yeah with like without having pre existing knowledge this trailer would probably be a lot more entertaining yeah probably yeah. probably I don't like that the trailer is basically selling you on that those bits the Disney references mm. I wish the trailer was selling me on more I guess I'm just now that wanting said, that I really like this trailer yeah. so do I. Yeah. Uh, honestly, my favorite scene is when... I like the Google reference. I like Alan Tudyk's new character. Yeah. Oh, that's Alan Tudyk? Yeah. Yes. No. I love the... Uh, oh, blah, 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 blah. I love I'm that. also really glad they acknowledge that Wreck-It Ralph 2 will break the internet. Is uh, Wreck-It Ralph, Ralph Breaks the Internet, Wreck-It Ralph 2 is a stupid title. Yes. Yeah. I'm glad that they acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. So, so, so does this take place in a universe where Wreck-It Ralph the movie exists? I don't know. I don't know. Wait, what? Does this... Is, well, Wreck-It Ralph is... A, it's, it's a video, a video game. game. I yeah. know, but they're talking about like the sequel. Like, are they talking about the movie that came out before? No, I think that they're talking. No, because actually, hmm. he's kind of. You see what I mean? Is this super super Deadpool meta right now? No, because his name is Wreck It Ralph. Yes, but they're talking about the sequel name of a movie. I think that they're probably talking about like a video the game? plan. No, the plan of like the title of the plan they're going to do or something oh, okay. for him to do whatever he's doing. Cuz it sounds like, like they're just making fun of the Ralph movie breaks title. The internet. Should it be right, Ralph like cuz she's I know a little bit more about that character. Yeah. And she's the kind of character who would be like, "Well, well, think like Edna Mode, you know? She's like, we're going to we're going to display it and it'll be Ralph breaks the internet." Oh, okay. It's just kind of out of context yeah. though. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's like that. I Shouldn't it be Ralph wrecks the internet? Got yeah. it. Yeah. I have to say my favorite scene was when Cinderella takes her own glass zipper and turns into a freaking Yeah, shank. it was great. Cinderella, Cinderella, stab some bitches, Cinderella. You just yeah. wanted to make that joke. Yes, I did. Um, I <laughs> obviously liked Tangled. I like Sam Rapunzel there. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mandy Moore reprising her role. Great. I, I, I really like, uh, there was a thing on, on the thing, it was like Merida's face is just done with everything, and I kind of <laughs> liked that a lot. Uh, every Everybody in there gets good time, and mm-hmm. all the jokes are really great in that room. I'll just say that, yeah. and I won't say more than that. Um there are other jokes that you don't see in this trailer that happen around that Oh My Disney thing that I think are going to be really great. I just, I guess I'm waiting to see what more this movie's going to be. Sure. Yeah. Because sure. at this moment, I haven't. Um, all right, then, last trailer, finally. Spider-Man enter the, Into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> this looks Jake great. Johnson is a terrible voice for Peter Parker. Agreed. Outside of that, this looks great. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's um, The animation is Wow, it's like, I love it's like love, one love of a kind. Animation. It's like straight up one just, of a kind. Just from saying, seeing this um, this trailer, people say, "Hey, what's a comic book movie? Is this a comic book?" This is a literal. You take a comp like the the art changes from like 
the classic super bright to the dark gritty of New York City, but still being colorful. It the way this um, the trailer changes art styles on in on itself is really really cool, and uh, I really like it. Unpopular opinion, maybe. I kind of now wish all comic book movies were done in this animation style. It, I think if they all were, it wouldn't be special. Sure, it's not yeah. stop motion, but it looks stop motion. They it, they it made again. Like it's a lot panels. like the animation that they were building with the video game for Ultimate Spider-Man way back when. Yeah, it okay, does. Yeah, it also looks a lot like the animation that uh, Disney showcases with the Paper Man. And, yes, and it does look a lot like that. Yeah, uh-huh. okay. uh, yeah. And Feast was the other one. Um, an uh, animation style that they keep promising to make into a feature length, but they still haven't. I'm sure they will one day. Um, but yeah, I really like this trailer. I was surprised. I did some a little bit of understanding. I guess that the plot currently seems a lot like a plot they did in a season of Ultimate Spider-Man. Yes, the Spider-Verse uh, season of Spider uh, Spider-Man, where where the Green Goblin. I watched is that one. Trying to yeah. uh, kill all the Spider-Men so he can take their Spider DNA to, to make him a super goblin, super goblin or whatever. Sure. Um, neat, interesting choice to make Miles' dad a a cop. Yeah, like, like currently a weird. cop. I I understand in the new continuity he used to be a cop. He yeah. was a shield agent in the new continuity, right? And then and then in the original one he wasn't a cop at all. Yeah, and his uncle is still a car prowler. You see prowler in this. Yes, purple um, suit, purple suit man. Yeah, we, and we get two Spider Mans, which which so the trailer kind of three if you count a lady. just throws throws you a little bit because you're, if you're not paying attention, but there are two Spider Mans in this one from Miles's universe and yes. then one from because when universe. Miles first meet spider-man if you watch this trailer when you first meet him that's definitely not jay hey johnson's kid. voice mm-hmm. yeah. who catches him i and i do believe they are doing the story like that's when miles first interacts with spider-man yeah. before he becomes spider-man and peter parker should and probably does die here and then a different peter parker shows up and that's peter parker by jake johnson and it seems like knowing that jake johnson's peter parker is supposed to be disappointing and underwhelming in comparison to the one that miles has already met yeah and we we get a we get a tease of spider gwen now i yeah. i'm now I'm very certain that this that this is the quote rumored Spider Gwen movie we've heard of, we we heard about a couple months ago. They were talking about before this movie. I think before this movie was like hardcore in production. Like they were saying that we were going to develop a Spider Gwen movie. We're going to develop a female Spider. This I think they just got all folded into. What this about story. that Aunt May spy movie? Probably didn't get folded into this. Darn it. Okay. Um. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is, yeah, it did. <laughs> oh no. One hundred percent. Oh no. Uh, this looks good. I'm really excited. For I this. love. Uh, I love that the Green Goblin is a mix between both goblins. The Ultimate yeah. Goblin is a big monster, and yeah. then uh, the regular Goblin has a stupid hat. It's a mix of both. I love it. Yeah, I like that too. I as stupid as it is, I like the Comic Con joke at the end. No man, I, where like where right. we see Gwen Stacy in her ballerina shoes, and she's like, and it's like, how many people? She are? shouldn't be wearing ballerina shoes. I just want to point that out. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I don't remember her wearing those in the comics at all. Yeah. Which is no, she doesn't. Odd. Okay, but they're like, hey, I'm Gwen Stacy. He's like, how many spider people are? Say for Comic Con, what's Comic Con? Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, like we've talked about it, like it really is like visually is, like arresting. Like this I, there's one nothing of the sho- like more it. shocking. Like it looks Sony so put good. Out a good Spider-Man movie. Yeah, I'm it's crazy. really glad that the Peter Parker of Miles' world is at least not Jake Johnson, so that there is a Peter Parker in there. We know for sure who's like Competent. sounds more like what's Peter Parker should. Because yeah. yeah, I hope that they do full on lean into you know Jake Johnson's Peter Parker kind of sucks because I hate his voice for this and, and he's kinda, just not right. And it's probably going to be a situation where like. He's teaching Miles, but really Miles is teaching him. So when he goes back to his world, he is a good Spider-Man. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. You know, I think or it's he just dies. Voice. I think it's going to happen because remember that that part where they're in the diner and then um, the guy gives him the bill and then yeah, Jake he's Johnson's like, "You got, got this." Yeah, he's a, you he's got a money, lame. right? He's a lame Peter I'm Parker. Liquid. Yeah. All right. Well, that does it for our I love once trailers. again extended news sequence. 
Uh, let's move in. And that's not even all the trailers that came out. Nope. Those are the ones we wanted to talk about. There are more. Yep. Um, so, yeah. So, for our main topic, uh, we're going to touch on something a little bit more breezy, I guess. Yeah. Godzilla. Yeah. No. Oh. Um, so, this week, Kelly Marie Tran, the actress who played Rose in Rose Star Wars Tico. The Last... Is that the beginning of this week? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Who played uh, Rose in the Star Wars The Last Jedi. Um, God, this week has flown by. I know. It. Uh, she was harassed off of social media. She deleted her Instagram and stuff. Uh, she yeah. deleted a little post on her Instagram. Her yeah. Instagram still exists. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, she follows a long line of actresses and actors who this has happened to. Star Wars, most notably, Jake Lloyd was bullied into becoming crazy. Um, Daisy Ridley is no longer on social media, and now Kelly Murray Tran. I also read somewhere that Hayden Christensen even quit acting. No, Hayden Christensen. That's a lie. Hayden Christensen is current has two movies coming out. He this year. stepped away for a while. He did because of it. Yeah. I mean, he quit. He did quit for a mm-hmm. while. And then he came back. Okay, well, he's, that's good. Yeah, he's been he's got some steady work. That's good. Nothing. That's, good. that's because more Star Wars came out. And nobody cared about what he was doing anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It, nothing in our radar. That's kind of true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I thought this would be a good opportunity to just talk about the state of fandom, really. Okay. Because uh, when I say fandom, I want to go around the horn, uh, starting with Ben. Mm-hmm. When I say fandom, what does that mean to you personally? Not what you've seen, just you no. personally. What does it mean? Personally, fandom means a group of people who like the same thing as you do, such as Brandon. You and I are part of the comic book fandom. Um, yeah, Sparks I hate and comics. I, okay, the three like me, the four of us are a part of the comic fandom. Whereas, <laughs> say me, Sparks, and Ryan are more part of the Sonic fandom because we actually like and play the Sonic games as opposed to you. Who more of do a not. shadow, the Hedgehog kind of guy. Uh, Ryan, when I say fandom. You say no. I'm kidding. Oh, when I say <laughs> fandom, what do you what do you I think mean, about? Ben's pretty much right. Like it's it's a collection of like minded people who, um, not unlike like a gr- group of people who like follow the same sports team. Like it's kind of the same thing. Like fandom could be literally anything. It's yeah. just a group of people who share the same uh, likes of something. Uh, but uh, they're they're wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. sparks. <laughs> I I think I going with your sports analogy. I I don't like that fandom has kind of become a dirty word. Yeah, I feel yeah. like it is a bad word. That is now. like kind of the topic, a yeah. bad title. But I mean, um, I I following the sports analogy. I think it's the kind of thing where fandom is not like you're just a fan of something, but it's the thing where like you go you're the in. person you're the person who's such a fan you'll travel to the other cities to see them play. Yeah, you know you're that person. That's fandom. Yeah. That's that's where you're you're. Such a hardcore fan you don't want to miss anything from it you care about all the aspects of it you're into all the the different things of it uh i think for example like more directly brandon would be a fan uh part of the star trek fandom yes and i don't think that would be too far to say no um now i wanted to say that because i wanted to remind us all what fandom used to be uh and what, what it kind of still is but ultimately, what all we hear is how fandom has become just a place for people to come together and hate on something. Very toxic now. It's very toxic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's something that I've been saying a lot lately. Um, Kelly Marie Tran is just kind of the latest thing to shine a light on it. I think fandom was always partially toxic. Yeah. I think it's just more prevalent now because, because the, the internet, things right. are more popular and bigger now. Sure. That, yeah. that fandom is a problem with. Like, again, sports is a great analogy there's been fandom in sports and it's been a problem before oh yeah and toxic before oh but well, this is just on a larger scale now yeah because nerd culture is pop culture now yeah and uh, a lot of people were saying like <clears throat> and there is and there isn't a distinction anymore because like everybody considers himself a nerd now yeah like not everyone's a sports fan but everybody can like a star wars movie and considers themselves a nerd so they have their own opinions on it yeah which I mean, they're allowed to have, I guess. Mm-hmm. No, no. Um, a lot of people online I saw in support, quote unquote, support of Kelly, Tra- Kelly Marie Tran uh, was 
uh, I I really hated this when I don't know if you guys saw it, but it's like, well, I didn't like her character, but like, no, shut up. It's not about whether or not you like the character or not. You are using your like of something to bully and harass and make personal remarks against someone else. It's it's the the classical you say something, but. Yes. Mm-hmm. And like anything you say after it doesn't matter what you say cuz exactly. you say but like <laughs> you can't justify it. So I think the reality is that there's two tiers to fandom. Mm-hmm. There there's the fandom where you are passionate about it and you care about it like I said all the aspects of it you follow it it is it is very very important to you as a thing. It's personal. Yeah, you t- you have a very deep personal connection with that. Yeah. That's fandom. But the other tier that's happening is that you're taking that personal connection and you're you are translating that as ownership. Yes. yes. That's what the Star Wars fandom does a lot. Now, I, I've said it before, and this is not my, my thing to say. It was my, uh, my friend Chris. Uh, he says, nobody hates Star Wars more than Star Wars fans. Mm-hmm. True. Like, think about it. Like, they only like the original trilogy the, and everything else is garbage. The only reason I don't like that is because it implies that all Star Wars fans are, are f- like, real f- like I, I understand why someone who is part of Star Wars yeah. fandom would would not like hearing that because it feels like an attack on being a hardcore Star Wars fan, even if you're not one of these people. Yeah, it, it's 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 an isolating feeling on on all sides. Like it's it's hard to be part of a fandom now. Yeah, you know because there's the 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 voices that are ruining it, which are in the minority. Star Wars fandom, there are way more people that love it than hate it. Look at Rick and Morty. The Rick and Morty fandom is Rick the and Morty worst. is without a doubt one of the best shows on TV. Yeah. And those mm-hmm. fans have tarnished it where people don't they don't even give the show a chance because of the fans. There's many there's many th- there's times where that's happened to me. I've I've told you Sparks like the reason why I didn't watch Steven Universe is because, yes, because that fandom, fandom was incredibly toxic and bullied creators and fa- uh, they bullied a fan artist to commit suicide. Yeah. That's horrible. Yeah. One thing I've noticed with the rise of toxicity in fandom is sadly toxicity. Nice. Is the system down? Is the rise of the internet, like Twitter, Instagram, the because I remember like back when I was in high school and I was starting to get into anime and a bunch of my friends in theater were also anime fans and that's how I was introduced into my friends of anime. Where hey, these are the animes I like. Hey, try this anime. This is really really good. Or hey, have you heard of this? We would share like hey, you are welcome into this great world of beautiful amazing animation. And now, um, with with internet trolls, essentially, you can say horrible things like, "Like I like Sword Art Online. It's not the greatest, obviously, but I enjoy at least half of it. What about Gun Art Online? Nah, that's okay. Yeah. But people would go online, and, pr- and this hasn't happened, but they would say, oh, your taste is shit because you like this crap anime. It's only about Dragon Ball Z, or someone will attack. It's like, no, it's all about so-and-so. It's because of that um, online anonymity where we can't really find out who this person is. That's the word. An- uh, an- anonymity. anonymity. That yeah. people can go on and just say all this horrible, horrible I've things had about people, it. I've had people tell me that they would like to rape my mother because oh, yeah. of an opinion I have that they do not share. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. I, have, I, have, I had to renounce certain fandoms that I was a part of because all I would get was the hatred of this fandom. Like you just said, I'm a... You, Said I would associate with the Star Trek fandom. You're absolutely right. However, back when back after Star Trek in the Darkness, I said I had the balls to say I like Star Trek 09. My God, the Star Trek fandom says that they are the most inclusive fandom ever, but they railed on. Yeah, me. I mean, mm-hmm. it, but here's the thing. 
like like what you just said about you know Steven Universe, I would con- I would put myself in Steven Universe fandom. Sure. Steven Universe is one of the top shows that I am just so into. I'm on the edge of my seat waiting for every episode. I'm I'm following creators, I'm listening, I'm always paying attention to it. I really really appreciate the heck of that show. It hurts me to for you to not want to check it out because of what you would describe as the fandom because I consider myself part of it. And you call the fandom bad. Yes. And I feel bad even though I haven't done anything. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of the problem too. Because shutting out fandom entirely and saying fandom's a big problem, I'm like, fandom is massive. Like, we're talking about a portion of people who are really crap about this. People who have real serious issues who are taking ownership of these things and using that as an excuse to vent feelings that sometimes, let's be honest, aren't even about these projects, but this is an outlet because of the anonymity that they can do it. And it's hurting the fandom because most of them are just there to enjoy and yeah. love the project, but but and this goes for everything that has fandom. And and it's again, just like sports, there are the people who really ruin it for all the others, you know? Yeah. Uh I th- and, and I I wish there was another way that we could talk about it because I, I don't like that we're always like, man, that fandom really ruins yeah. it. And I'm like, right. but they but they don't. But there's no other there's way. Just a, there's just a section of it. There's no other way to talk about I it. I know otherwise. there isn't, but yeah. it's, it, that's a problem too because it's making people who are who do like it feel bad because they're in it. Yeah. And that's not healthy either. This isn't a good thing. No, it's not. No, trust me, going back to the sports analogy – I am sad to say that there have been many times where I've been to Dodger Stadium and fans have gotten into fights and people have actually said, oh, you're a Dodgers fan or I'm an Oakland Raiders fan. Sadly, my favorite football team, the fan base has a horrific reputation throughout the entire NFL. Yeah. And people say, oh, you're all gangsters, you're all thugs, you're all violent. I'm like, that's only a select group of people or even the tragedy that happened a few years ago to Brian Stowe's at Dodger Stadium. People say a Dodger fan did that and all Dodger fans are thugs where no... Those are just a-holes who can't understand that this is a game. Other people will go. And like a, a friend of mine, I want to take him to Dodger Stadium, and I want to go to San Francisco to see the Dodgers and Giants play each other because I just like being with the other, uh, these other people. You, you've heard me talk about it before, um, Spark, specifically. Uh, the Talking about Star Wars The Last Jedi became very exhausting. Like It just became like, you know, as, as much as I like that movie, he didn't want to talk about it anymore because someone that was also the turning point for star wars for a lot of people it was and it was a lot of i I, we don't like to get political on the show um because it frankly makes me very sad but yes it it is it is kind of like that where it got to the point where if you said i like this bit and someone disagrees with you it could get violent and it could get personal and it stopped becoming a conversation that you could just have uh and that's we truthfully a lot in a lot of things, po- politics, sports, fandom, mm-hmm. we've forgotten how to talk to each and other. Also, again, it goes back to ownership. It does. Like it just because, does. like, like let's just uh, for like, I like I like Star Trek in the darkness, and you just like berate me, and you just call me names, stuff like like I'm you a, bitch. No yeah, like <laughs> like it's it might not be a great opinion, but I'm allowed to have that opinion. Sure, absolutely. There's no reason for violence. It's a movie. Yeah. They're opinions, but some people think that's an attack on you. Right, and so it comes to ownership as absolutely part also, of it. Also, please don't like Star Trek in the Darkness. Yeah, let's be real. Um, ownership <laughs> don't get violent. Ownership does come, it's like, what was that documentary, The People versus George Lucas? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that talked about how uh, the that's fa- a really good documentary. fans feel like they own Star Wars. George Lucas disagrees with you. Um, now, there is that argument of like, uh, 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 what, what is it, uh, author intent versus... Um, Fan intent? Or no, it's not fan intent. It's fan. 
what's the word? Mm. Uh, interpretation, I sure, think. Sure. Sure. I don't think that's it, but it's close. Um, where I've always fallen under author intent. Like, if the author intends this to be this way, like if if George Lucas says Han and Greedo shoot at the same time. All right, that's what he if said. If you want to make the Ewoks blink, well, he can do it, whatever. I mm-hmm. disagree with that with that thing, but it is his product. It yeah. is his yeah. property. He can do that. Oh, it yeah. is not mine. Um, like you didn't create it. You saw it. Yeah, exactly. I am, I am enjoying things by storytellers. I am not here to tell a storyteller how to tell their story. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's not our job. I wouldn't want to be that. I can give an opinion on this show. That's what this show is about. Yeah. I can give my opinion of how I think these things would go. But I, at the end of the day, I'm not the storyteller. Right, right. Um, I think that's a gray area. I think sure. I think between author intent and fan, like, here's here's a great example. Uh, Dumbledore oh, is homosexual, right. and that is something that author intent is you know states after the books are over. By the way, Dumbledore was a homosexual, but fan interpretation that whole time, nothing really defined that for you. So you don't have to take that in whole if like it's not. You can still appreciate that project without that fact. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not there. Fan interpretation allows you that freedom to right. to have that. And I mean that's and that's part of what we were we've been saying earlier is that I I don't like this this tell don't uh you know uh too much telling not enough showing. Yeah. Uh you know, I think I think there is a problem of especially now with the way that fandom is, I think there's a very big problem of it. It seems to me too much like studios specifically or whoever are trying a little too hard to get on the line of like, look, we're, we're listening, we're progressive and here's the thing. And we want you to know that. And it's like, yeah, but are you doing it? Yeah. Are you doing it? Are you taking it to heart? Because your intent needs to match my interpretation. It's my problem with Lando, Holdo and Valkyrie. Like you tell me these characters are, it's my worry about the Lego movie too. Yeah. Uh, because I'm like, it's great that you want to point that out and tell me about it. Are you going to show me it? Are you going to make her, her own character who discovers she should be the, she can be her own special. Is that going to be the plot? Yeah. Because you have to, if you want that to be interpretation, it has to be your intent. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing. It's, it's when, when, when fans, so even with Lucas, he went back on what he originally did. His author intent originally wasn't that true. You're right. And then he changed it. It's not on the fan to have to, be responsible for if their interpretation has to change to match an intent you change yeah. after the fact. Um, what they see when they see the first time—that's the canon that matters. A little bit about a little bit bouncing off of that. Uh, when Infinity War was coming out, uh-huh. I saw I a lot of to, yeah. I saw a lot of people online. Um, Let's talk about some DC shit in a minute. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> I saw a lot of people online talking about how man, if they don't make Bucky and Cap get together, I'm gonna riot. <laughs> Oh, the char- the characters in Age of Ultron act so out of character because none of them are, are because none of them are expressing their feelings for each other. And I'm like, that's okay, like that's the, your interpretation. <laughs> that's of that, like the but opposite that's not. of like a jerk. It's like somebody who's like has like their own like head cannon. But this is that's like the other end of what yeah. I'm talking yeah. about because mm-hmm. this is fan interpretation taken in that way. That the same problem with J.K. Rowling's author intent about Dumbledore being homosexual. She plugged in something that had never been clear in the interpretation. It had never been clear that. Buck, uh, Bucky and Cat being shipping. a relationship that also has never been clear mm-hmm. in the interpretation. You're putting that in yeah. there because you want it there, but like, there's nothing that's derivatively put it there. And now you're allowed to ship characters. No, 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 absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But that's, but I, what, that's what I was clarifying for myself: is yeah, that yeah. you're allowed to ship the characters. I don't have a problem with that. Don't get it's, mad when they don't do it, though. Exactly. Yeah. It's that. It's that. Like, 
if that's not the story they wanted to go in, that's not the story. Enjoy the story. But or I mean, don't. But I mean, I mean like, but that's like the it. thing. On both ends, both author and uh, audience, you need to just look at what is being presented and you take what you want, like yeah. your interpretation out of that. But if you're if you're really pulling in strings to get what you want out of it, and that goes both ways, author or audience, yeah. Yeah. you're you're not obeying to like you know show what you want to show, and then take in what you're shown. Yeah. Don't don't you know? Sure, I'd analyze like you know political satire or or subtle uh, references to for metaphor and things about that about our lives, existentialism. All those things you can read into that, but if there's something that like you're really reaching at straws, know that you're reaching at straws. Yeah. It's okay mm-hmm. to do that, but acknowledge that you're reaching at straws yeah. here. And before we get into DC, no, I just want to talk about <clears throat> the Last Jedi actually. Oh, sure. Uh, I just, actually have one more thing about that. Yeah, because um, like for me, that was a real turning point for for my own weird fandom in a way because the conversation I had with with you and Jeremy about the Last Jedi right. really turn some switches on about like what I should expect from a movie and what it gives me. Mm-hmm. Because I think at first Ben and Ben, you and I were more less positive on it. I think right? actually I listened to the episode a while ago yeah. and we were kinda I mean yeah I definitely I, was more negative yeah, than you were de- what you I were feel de- yeah. now. You were definitely more negative yeah. about it, but you but then you had conversations with uh, Sparks and Jeremy and that really yeah. did switch. And even I, after my first viewing, I didn't think I was gonna like it but I, and I love it now. I think it's yeah, great. Me, I agree but then but when I s- you had a conversation with us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but then I get to uh, a conversation with a friend of mine who despises Last Jedi, and he's saying how much it sucks and how he thinks the next one is going to suck. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there going, well, how do I defend? You might not be wrong about that one. Yeah, but I'm sitting there <laughs> thinking, how am I going to defend myself? Because I actually like The Last Jedi. So uh, I want to talk about something about um, going back to Kelly Marie Tran. Is a lot of people are attacking her because they feel that Star Wars, is uh, that Disney specifically is pushing, quote-unquote, SJW uh, politics into their fiction and they don't want to see it i mean <laughs> I, am i missing something no like, just white dudes are awful that's the that's the, <laughs> I mean, the that's end of the line white I mean, dudes yeah, are no, awful that's, that yeah. is, honestly that yeah. is the the crappy thing saying says a bunch of white dudes no yeah. In this room. yeah but um i mean it, no it's it's true it's just there's a lot of really crappy people who have a i mean <sighs> unfortunately there's not a, to get political no, but yeah, our con- current country political. kind of represents that when that it's yeah that's just unfortunately the reality is, that there's Star Wars a lot of people has always like that. been political. Like Rogue One, the reason why I like it, it's about terrorists. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but this is a progressiveness in politics that a lot of people, for whatever reason, and their reasons are their own, are really against. And I mean, I don't even... <sighs> look, I like, like even the argument against Rey, you know, I don't think is entirely unfounded. She's not a well-developed main character. No, but you don't, I don't hate think her because that, she's a woman. I don't hate her because she's a woman. I, wish, I just wish that, that I could... Uh, connect with her more that I could get um, involved in her more. You don't as a, attack as a Daisy Ridley for that, right? Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. but you attack the screenwriter. I, no, this I'm kidding. Is, <laughs> don't do that. I don't think this is a problem with fandom. I think fandom just creates the environment for this to happen. This Every is fandom a problem, has a bad apple, right? This is a problem with uh, people in communication, and it's not just a problem in in the fandom of these things. It's no, a problem. It's, it's a problem in mm. the world and politics right now. But but that's the heart of the problem. Fandom isn't the problem. Fandom is just a place where I was, it's, it's unfortunately it can being hide. used. <laughs> Actually, this is a good example of this. <clears throat> where I it was, can hide, yeah. yeah. I was an example. I was a, a good example of this. I was driving home from the comic book store, and I'm, you know, again, I'm not going to say which way I align, although if you listen to this, you probably... It's, it's sh- Hardcore libertarian. <laughs> it's probably uh, <laughs> obvious, but <clears throat> um, there was a, a gentleman in a pickup truck with a Trump... Make America Great Again flag, waving in the wind. Do whatever you want. I don't give a shit. But there was a guy in a convertible who rolled up next to him, stopped traffic, 
started flipping them off, started yelling, started whatever. And another guy on the other side stopped traffic again to congratulate the guy. We're driving. You don't you don't need to start yelling. At, that's not your. But you have to let that other person know that I like that thing you like. Why? Because we live in a or world. Hate it. Or, or hate, hate it. it. We live in a world where like we like. To, I don't know. This like, person doesn't care, and that's another thing. I that, need validation and, at all times. And that's another thing. No, nothing is going to change their minds. No. Especially in, in, in this kind of fandom that we're talking about. And that's the problem, if really. I, if I tell someone, like, here's why I like The Last Jedi, and they're like, here's why I don't like The Last Jedi, I'm not changing their minds. Like, today, I picked up one of my closest well, friends from the airport. I hope to. And you know what I found out? His favorite Star Wars movie is Attack of the Clones. He's wrong. No, <laughs> you're kidding. <laughs> you know what? I Instead of... We can have a what? nice civil chat about why we disagree with his opinion, but he should change. No, his I looked him dead in the eye and said, "Why do you like Attack of the Clones?" And he told me he's like he likes the action, he likes the clone. I mean, yeah, there's not a whole lot of clone fighting, but he enjoyed Detective he Ken- clone Detective Kenobi. He enjoyed the f- the fights on Geonosis and yeah, stuff. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? Th- those are valid points. Those are actually the good parts of Attack of the Clones. I really don't. I like Revenge of the Sith. That's if you go to Star Wars for action, there are worse action movies to watch. I exactly. Guess, I guess. That, if, if I'm scared of my buddy, yeah, New Hope. Hope. Yeah, if my For action movies, I mean, <laughs> yeah. he no. can't sit through New Hope. He falls asleep through it. My brother's the same way. Yeah, I don't blame him. But if he goes to online and says, "Hey, I think Attack of the Clones is the best Star Wars movie," the poor man is gonna get ripped a new one. Well, now here's the thing, though. I actually think that because of the Last Jedi, people's opinions of the prequels has changed. Have you noticed this? I don't know if you've noticed this, but I've I've certainly noticed because I'm on, I'm on a specific groups. Uh, but it has a bunch of different fandoms. But like. Ever since Disney started making Star Wars films, and like we've said in our solo review, we do not believe Disney has made a worse movie than Attack of the Clones. Nope. But people's opinions of the prequels has ma- been ma- more positive now I, that Disney has made I it. honestly it feel that like, a lot of young people like the prequels. Yeah, sure. yeah. I'm not... Uh, it's not going to happen, but, but I'm going to use myself as an example here. Do you know why I don't really personally have a lot of problems with fandoms, why it hasn't come up for mm-hmm. me? I don't share or look, dig into any of my fandom on the internet. Sure. Me too. I, I don't. I don't. I don't seek it out. I don't indulge in it. It's not my thing. I This is the most uh, yeah. I'm on the internet with my opinions yeah. is on here mm-hmm. in this podcast. Outside of that, like, I don't I don't go on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram See, really I, posting about it. Yeah. And, and I stay removed from it because I prefer, like, I talk about it all the time, but I talk about it in person. I talk about it with people I want to have. Even people who, like, disagree with me, I have face-to-face conversations with them because those are more direct. Yeah. Those are more interesting and calm because I know in person that my calm demeanor, even if they get upset, which most of the time they don't, but but if they do, I know how I can handle myself. Yeah. I'm not worried about it. I can have a conversation. I'm not going to get too riled up, so they shouldn't get too riled up. Yeah. yeah. So, th- like, honestly, it's not going to happen. Take your fandom off the internet. Like, or just leave the fandom that's on the internet. Like, if you want to have discussions about it, have discussions with your friends. Have discussions with people in person. That's, that's hard because not everybody has that. Yeah. So I was part of a group um, <coughs> I, just kind of because I don't like Stephen Moffat as the showrunner for Doctor Who. I was on a group that said, make Stephen Moffat leave or whatever. I don't remember what, what it was. Um, Kill and him. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole thing was like, don't you think he looks tired? And okay, kinda, okay, Palpatine. Okay. Simmer down. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah. And don't you think he looks tired? And like, that was, that was fun. And that was funny. Like it was, it was a nothing to me. Like, I don't like Stephen Moffat. I'm part of this group. We can talk about why we don't, why right. we don't like Stephen Moffat. Um, then Jody Whitaker and uh, Chris Chermnall, Chirp, Chermnall, yes, sure. New uh, showrunner. <laughs> there's a new showrunner came on board with Jody Whitaker, and he's like, 
oh, we, we got one monster. Now let's get the other monster. And he changed it to down with Jodie Whittaker. And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm no, leaving this wait, now. Wait, no. Yeah, that's just like just being this mean. Is, yeah. Now you're just that, being mean for the sake of being mean. I'm leaving. A lot of the problem also is more, more people are willing to be toxic and mean on the internet than be positive. Yes. I, I use my Twitter almost exclusively to try to be positive and talk about things that I want to spread. And I follow people who are the same way. I've, so I've actively tr- unfollowed I, people. Yeah, I, I avoid a lot of negative stuff because like I just don't want to surround myself with same. that. It just finds itself to me because I'm positive. Uh, I, I think that it's, it's become an opinion that you can't express your opinion in person. And yeah. that you can't, you can't share yourself because you might lose your job. Or you might, you know, whatever. Lose a friend. I'm not. I'm yeah. not talking like full on in nerd culture, but yeah. like that. That's. I think that there's a concern that you can't express anything about how you feel about something. Yeah. People have um, stopped being my friends because in, of my opinions of like in Star person, Wars. and I, bad choices. But you know, d- but uh, so they go to the internet to vent that out. Yeah. Um. But but that's the thing is like it. it you have to bring it back to a personal level. Yeah. Um, the anonymity is, is you're, you're, toxic. It used to be your fandom were your <coughs> friends. That was your fandom. Yeah. Or like a message board every now and then. You know what? Actually, I mean, it's not great. It's not a great option. But the anonymity is what makes it toxic. Yes. Absolutely. If you had to be responsible for the things that you said on the internet where it got too far, uh, it it wouldn't be as insane. Isn't oh. isn't there a we- isn't it Twitter or it might be Facebook where like they're making you use like your full name now instead of like uh uh like a, like um, a username? I don't some, know. I was some able social media website. Is I think that. it was Facebook, but I was able to because they haven't targeted me yet because I was able to change because when I first had my Facebook, I had my real name on it. Yeah. And then I changed it to Magnet, my my on air name. Yeah. And I, they haven't told me to change uh, it. Back. It might be like it might be like one of the dating websites or yeah. something. But I don't know. the. One of the things actually going back website. going yeah. back to uh, Facebook is that now... Oh, you know what? And I hate that I know it. It's okay, Cupid. No, yeah, because I used to have it, and then yeah. I still get emails about it. And stuff. I know. I oh. hate that I know that. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. Well, as I was saying, is like, now, especially in like this political climate that we have, because I have family who are who live in red states, blue states, and I'm scrolling during the election, the 2016 oh, yeah. election, there's like fights on both sides and very long threads. Families of, have been split apart because yeah. of these things. I have... They're even... There are even times I where I fist fight my grandma over Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I buy it. No. Yeah. But I would only now I've she lay you out. She's dude. She was an MMA fighter. Oh shit. <laughs> Damn. Go grandma. You should but, have seen the other grandma. Yeah. <laughs> but I would only now post stuff that I would like find humorous or like maybe throw a little funny joke. Nine gag. I'm, I'm, yeah, nine gag stuff or post stuff from my nine Inst- gag. or post stuff from Instagram. And Is other than sex thing, it's a gangbang. Nine gag. <laughs> But I would be very careful of what I would post to Facebook to make it not political, not anything, because I don't want one of my friends to come in like and start trying to berate me for something I like, or yeah. even a family member saying, "Oh, you Californian live blah blah blah." Oh, I, I get that. I a said, lot. I said, yeah, me too. I said, I on Twitter, I, I instead of saying my opinion on Solo because I have it on, I have this on the show, I said, I'm glad that people are enjoying Solo. I'm genuinely happy about that, regardless of my Yeah, screw you. That. The movie sucks. Hey. I, I, I see a lot of people on Twitter and Facebook being like, oh, I really like Solo. It's like, I'm happy that people are. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I, I feel like people should enjoy what they like. Yeah. yeah. I have had to stop. I've, I've stopped enjoying things because of a toxic fandom, and that's wrong. Yeah. I, I really wish that wasn't the case for you. I mean, yeah. I've gotten better at it, obviously, because yeah. no. I've, I've gotten back into Doctor Who and Star Trek, and I'm, I, want, I do want to watch Steven Universe. I just haven't had the chance. But, yeah. I don't um, know. Have you seen the, fa- the fandom? It's pretty bad. I mean, it's like the Sherlock fandom. I'm sorry. The Sherlock (laughs) fandom, my God. 
The oh. Sherlock fandom is. I like those oh, shows. Yeah. People are mean. I've, I've heard they're, they're rough. They're, they're mean to really Sherlock. No, yeah. you know what also really sucks. I'm part of the Sonic the Hedgehog fandom, but I'm not a part of the really? fandom. Are you really? Yeah, as I'm wearing my Sonic shirt, my Sega Genesis hat thing over there. All right. But because <laughs> there's a joke even on his trailers about like, hey, Are you part of what the Stephen ev- King fandom? Shut up. <laughs> but what, it, there's a joke in the honest trailers for the Sonic the Hedgehog one and even Wreck-It Ralph where it's like, for the love of God, don't Google Sonic fan art and don't talk to Sonic the Hedgehog fans because they are batshit crazy. Oh, boy. I, oh, really? I've never met another... I mean, I've met other Sonic the Hedgehog fans, but all we do is talk about the games and we talk about the good... Older franchises definitely have crazier fans because like, they keep it, they keep it like, uh, rel- like a holy. Right, but that's what I yeah. get to where it's like, your fandom used to just be your group of friends. Yeah. Yeah. And then the internet came. And then the internet only focuses about all the really weird, and the, crazy and, stuff. And that's that what it came into. Like, fandom of an outside in looks like just a place for you could come in and just hate on the hate on the same Can, thing. Yeah. Uh, I think that another aspect of this that's... And I understand who I am when I'm saying this, but... Um, who I am. I, I think another aspect of this is a, a fear of how representation is done. Um, I think that for progressives, especially people who are of different genders or, uh, you know, non, non-binary genders Puppets. and things like that. Uh, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, or, or, or for people who, uh, are, are homosexual or, you know, of other races. I think that there's this concern of like when representation is done, it doesn't feel honest to you at this doesn't point. And wrong. you get yeah. to say something about that, but it's like. I think in some of these cases, um, that representation to you might not feel honest, but it does feel honest maybe to the creator. And the representation is trying to spread and be more progressive, but it's it's having to fight now because there's so little representation out there mm-hmm. that people are like, but that's not how it is for me. And it's like, right, but and, it's broader than and you that. See people and, and you only don't know that because there hasn't been a lot of great representation. Yeah. And now they're starting to be, but but maybe this one doesn't connect with you. I, I'm sorry that it doesn't. That sucks, but there's there's going to be more. We're moving in that direction. And then because that's happening, there's a lot of people who are afraid that because some people are saying it, that huh, white dudes... Yep. Really shitty white dudes yep. are afraid that they're being shafted out. It's and, like they're being and, replaced. And being, and, well, not, not only that, case. and being d- villainized. Yeah. Yes. And and I mean, I get it. I mean, like it sucks to be the villain and be the bad guys, but you're not. A lot of people aren't helping <laughs> to not make it that no, way. But and but I think I get that. I get that fear that like you're being turned into the bad many, person. How many has- Hispanic people have been villains in movies? No, absolutely. Many- no, no, no. I know. I, but I mean, it's never. I'm not saying they're right to have that opinion, yeah. but it's that it's that fear that I like I'm being a, no no no. Yeah. But I mean, I I get that. I think that a lot of people feel like they're being demonized now, and then other people feel like even though representation is happening, they're not getting represented yeah. yet, and they're like, why why is that? or they're not getting represented? Look correctly. at Marvel Comics. There, there's the other there's the other side of that. I feel where it's like, oh, Lando is pansexual, and then pansexual yes. people are like, oh, that's really exciting. I'm really happy to see that because it's representative. But they and don't then you show get, it, and then well, they don't show it. But that's not. But then it's yeah. like then which you is get a problem. People, but then you get people who are like, stop s- throwing this down my throat. And yeah. it's like, no. To me, truthfully, it made sense that Lando would be Pan. Like, they did. Like, I just wish that they hadn't a robot. said it like that. I wish they'd shown it. Yes, exactly. Yeah, just like, again, just Do like it. Dumbledore. Commit yeah. to it. And then, and then um, Be representation. What you were talking yeah. about, like, like Marvel always tried to put out, like, a ton of LGBTQ comics, a ton, I, of, uh, ton of minority comics. I will say. Not a lot of them stick, though. I will say, and this, again, this is not me. <laughs> defending the people against all these characters but right. marvel did release they did wipe the slate clean of all their main characters and added 
a, a whole lot of new characters, and a lot of them were were minorities and LGBT, and there's nothing wrong with that. But Marvel did it in a way that seemed disingenuous. Where okay, we're just gonna bring you eight new characters, and they're all minorities, and they're Remember all. Remember when uh, Bobby, who Bobby, Bobby, Bobby Drake, Iceman, Bobby is Drake, gay who enough. loved, who loved chasing, who was tail. a who was a ladies chasing man, female yeah. tail, and. And turns Bendis, out he's gay. Bendis turned him gay. And not one of Bendis's better choices. No. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but like have a no. precedent, have, have a reason to do it. Don't just do it just to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Miss Marvel is a really good example of that's done really well. Same, yes, same yes. with Miles. You, you've got same to have. With Miles, you've yes. got to have genuine representation. I think there is a hesitancy to be willing to step up and say these people need to be role models for people. That they, you know, this needs to be a template for you know, hey, look see these people they're they're represented too here they are there's a hesitancy to really go there and say we're going to show it here it is because it is risky look i mean it here is, they are it is, it is. Yeah. but but that step has to be taken and oh, nothing nothing has i don't think anything has full-on gone there to take that step yeah. yet i mean there have been a lot of great works that have done more representation and it's it's getting there but i don't think anything's been you know is miles something so uh massive as star wars yeah. or marvel do you think or something miles step having a movie? to say here's what we are miles mm-hmm. having a movie is a really big step yes i think miles having a movie is a really great step i don't know that i would call it a a big step yet because we just had black panther all right you know what and, oh, and, and, I, and no, I'm you're talking, right you're I'm right i'm talking about someone like lando visibly being pansexual that would have been a big step yeah like that being a key thing that we recognized about him in tell. watching the movie without being told it, that would have been a big step. I have a because that's something that hasn't been done with a major character like he does that. bang a robot. I had um, well, it's more platonic to me, but I understand where you're coming yeah. from. Um, I have another example of a Star Wars fandom. I, had, I have a friend who said to me, by the way, like Miles Morales. Sorry, real quick, it's a great step. Yes. I'm just saying it's not as yeah. um, massive as what I'm talking about. Yeah. I had a I had a guy said to me. I'm not sexist, but I really hate that there are so many but, women in Star but, Wars. But, you said but. Yep. Exactly. Anything after that but is negated. That doesn't even, I don't under, I, I can't understand that argument. Like, whatever, have your opinion. Yeah. No, I, I can't understand either. that argument. No, I know. But, Princess Leia is one of the greatest characters of all gonna time. You're always going to have, you're always going to have people you disagree with, but I think like that, that, We've kind of covered, I think, what the issue in, is in fandom. I can't personally connect to this because I truly am hurt and despised. And, and, and Brandon and you guys kind of know, but Brandon definitely knows, I own a lot of movies. Yeah. And if I own something from a franchise, it's very hard for me to not collect something that's part of that franchise. And I will never, ever, ever own on my shelf Batman v Superman. Ever. And I'm a hardcore Superman fan. Yep. Yes, neither. And I'm neither a huge, huge, huge <laughs> film collector. It. And I will not own that movie because that movie butchered my hero. Yep. Just wrecked him. Totally wrong. And then you went online to yell at Henry Cavill and bully no, no, him no, no, and... no. But I did, I did talk about how, on I did comment on Facebook about how a Justice League trailer was really disappointing looking to me, and I didn't like Batman v Superman. And someone who I respect and I care about, he commented on it and. Oh, I remember this. And he attacked me for uh, how I felt about it and said, well, you just didn't like it because it wasn't the Superman you like. And I'm like, there are a lot of things that I didn't like about how this film was laid out. And I try to explain, but it, there's a wall you kind of can't get through of I like it because I like it. Yeah. And at a certain point, I had to be like, I, I get it. You know, I can't. You like it for these reasons. I don't like it for these reasons. Don't hate on me just because. And that was the thing. He. I just because of what I'd said, he felt like I was attacking yes. him because he liked the movie, and I'm like, I'm I'm not trying to attack you. I'm just trying to say like, 
this personally disappointed me because I have a personal connection to Superman, and this was not Superman to yeah, me. Yeah, it's a, it's and a, you're it's right; he wasn't Superman, but I don't feel like he was even a good representation of why I love Superman. It, it, you're right; it's, it's people <coughs> when you say you have a different. That's kind of what we kind of glossed over. But if you say you have a different opinion, they take it as an attack on them. Yeah, right, and. Uh, Truth, like, honestly, like, once I, I fully expressed and I tried to be as clear as I could, you know, and, and again, this is unfortunate because this is one of those times I was online. If I, this had been in person, I think it would have gone better. Sure. Mm-hmm. But being online, like, I can't get my point across in a way because I think at a certain point you, you don't take in what the person's saying when you're reading it. You know, you're, you're just thinking about how you're going to respond to it. Also, you're not yeah. listening. I also don't think people are willing to, to give it a chance. Like like with my last jet, I think I think people just like once they have your opinion, you're like, well, this is it, and I can't get changed. Yeah. Also, like they're not willing I, to accept and, it. And here's the thing: like I listen to everything he said, and I'm like, I can straight up acknowledge that you are 100% correct. That I went to this movie looking for a Superman who who wasn't going to be there and wasn't there, but the other, but like other things were done well, like Batman. Batman was my favorite thing in that movie. Same. I can acknowledge that. But this was my just. Thing. But this was just so not. I'm kidding. Superman as I know him. That I, I just can't. I yeah. just can't. Yeah. I think a lot of it also s- tends to stick with <coughs> what you grew up with. Because, Brandon, do you remember a while ago we went to the Jeff John signing in Earth 2? And this. Um, you brought this up to me a couple of times, and I do not remember each time you bring it up. No, I mean, like, I don't remember this. I, I don't remember the, the, what this there happening. Was, there was a gentleman who we were staying in line to get our book signed by Jeff Johns, and an el- older gentleman comes up to us. He's like, hey, is this where we get our book signed? He's like, yeah. And then he starts, starts, and starts ranting about how. Jeff Johns is ruining DC Comics, and he takes out this old Silver Age looking DC book. He's like, "This is the real Justice League right here. This is the true Justice League. This I don't know what these new guys do. They're ruining the Justice League." This and was this was for Blackest Night, by the way, not for the New Fifty Two. Mm, okay. No, this was for the New Fifty Two. No, it was for Blackest Night because the only the only other time that I stood in line for Jeff Johns was way before the New Fifty Two. No, yeah. this, no, this no, no, because uh, w- w- he did the New 52 shortly before I started working there. I did not meet him until a year before I started working there. And that was the first time I met him. And then the next time I met him was a year after I met I worked there. Well, I know we were there for a Jeff Johnson. So what's the story? Yeah. This guy comes up and starts telling us that the Justice League that he grew up with is the quote unquote true Justice League. And our Justice League isn't the real one. And well, Brand- he's right because he's older. Yeah, and he? Brandon comes oh. up to me. He's like, "Well, what is the real Justice League? Comic books have been rebooted so many times that we can't even uh, that we don't know which is the the quote unquote true one." Yeah. Are you talking about what was first created back in the thirties, or what do we have now? Real quick, I want to say something. Owner of Earth Two Comics, Card D'Angelo, said something that that uh, uh, someone said to him. So this is a, this is a, uh, the golden age is when you were twelve. Yeah, it's when you mm-hmm. it's when you locked onto those characters. That's your golden age. I I think. I think that the thing to recognize is, again, when you're being part of fandom, you don't have ownership. You can have personal connection and importance, obviously. You don't have ownership. And just because something new is being done with what you love, the thing that you loved originally hasn't been ruined. It's still there. Oh, it's they ruining can't take my a, childhood they can't, mentality. They can't take away what you already had. Yeah. They can't take away what you still have. They can add something new to it, and if you don't like it, you don't have to take it. Yeah. You don't have to embrace it. Cartoon you don't have to go see it. You don't have to read it. That's that's fine. That's totally on you. That's your choice. That's your right. Yeah. But you don't own it, and other people are allowed to like it. I'm gonna use that as your final thoughts if you're okay with that. I am okay with that. All right. Final thoughts, Ryan. <coughs> um, I was having a conversation after Apologies. Infinity War came out, 
Uh, and I think we all quite enjoy Infinity War. Yeah. yeah. I saw it yeah. with my roommate. I gave it a 10. I don't know why. I <laughs> Hey, I think that's a great movie. Uh, I uh, saw it with my roommate, and he is a DC guy. He doesn't read comics. He just grew up watching <clears throat> Justice League and, and Batman movies and stuff. So he's a DC guy, uh, like a casual DC guy. He told me he liked Justice League as much as Infinity War. He found it about the same level of enjoyment. So Sorry, I just Yeah, so for me, <laughs> I had to unpack that, and I talked to him about it, and I was like, at the end of the day, I was like, listen, man, I understand what you're saying. Just because you have Batman and Superman on the screen, it doesn't mean you automatically have to like it. Just because I have an Iron Man tattoo doesn't mean I like all the Iron Man movies. You that's know what a, I mean? That's something that from that's I think a holdover from like '90s superhero yeah. movies. Yeah. Just like, well, I've got nothing else. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, you don't have to just accept what they give you. And this isn't me attacking your opinion, buddy. But like, I don't see how Infinity War and Justice League are even on the same level in any way, whether you're a fan or not. And that's just your DC bias, like, and my Marvel bias, maybe sure. But at the end of the day, like, when I look at those two movies. Like I, you get mad at me for saying one's better than the other. I'm like, I don't know. I, I yeah. just, yeah, it's fine. I disagree. Ben, final thoughts. <clears throat> just stop being a dick. Yeah. Just, just <laughs> sentence over. Full stop. It's a good goodbye. One. Welcome <laughs> to the Fake Nerd Podcast. <laughs> just stop being a dick. Stop being a dick. Um, actually, my final thoughts are very simple. Look, should be the title of this episode, right? Don't Look, be a dick. stop being a dick. <laughs> like what you like. Don't be a dick about it. <clears throat> just enjoy a thing. Hey, man, and if you don't like something, you can talk about it uh, constructively. You can have criticism. Just don't attack anyone. Don't, don't, be, get, a, don't, don't get, be a dick. Don't be a dick. Don't get personal. Yeah. Opinions and if, are allowed. And if you feel, if you're a person who feels like you find yourself caught in a fandom online or whatever, where you're, you know, you're getting negatively pulled apart, or you're watching that happen, step away from the negativity. It's, so it's not going to help you. I promise you. I promise you it's just better to just, just walk away from it. Yeah. yeah. Just walk away from it. When I there are people. All, when there I stepped away from all that. I felt much better. There are people who love what you love, and you can you can find them and you can talk to them. If you find yourself in a negative environment on the online in person, you don't 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 indulge. There just walk away. Yeah, there are people who I know that's hard like, sometimes. Just walk away. There are people who are like spend their lives like yeah, I'm gonna be a troll. I love seeing people get mad. Yeah, and don't, like those are the, those are mean people. No, there's a really great South Park episodes about a uh, troll line where there's a troll going on <laughs> the school message boards and saying horrible things. Mm-hmm. It was Kyle's dad the whole time. Oh yeah. Don't don't give them your dignity and or the satisfaction. What you care about. Yeah, yeah, don't give that to them. Just just walk away. All right, that'll do it for this topic. Um good stuff, guys. Good, good stuff. stuff. Really yeah. appreciate you guys indulging me in this one. Um, I love to indulge. All right. Overindulge. So I guess time now for a book club. Okay. Uh, it was my turn this week. Brandon, take it away. I oh, okay. <laughs> me. Um I picked Dead of Winter, Good Good Dog. Which is a zombie survival story with a superhero dog that can drive cars. It can do a lot of things. <laughs> it can hold a sword in its mouth. <laughs> that was so cool. That's Dark Souls. That no, is Dark Souls. The, the no, you're right. Buddy, buddy, the dog holds a katana in his mouth and cuts up zombies. That's cool. Yeah, that's book. true. It is, there's an enemy from Dark Souls called Sif the Great Wolf who yep. holds a sword in his mouth. Yes, right. he does. Um, so, honestly, I really like this. Um, it wasn't exactly what I was expecting, um, but I want to I know what you guys thought. I, Brandon, I found this pretty average, to be honest. Sure. I found the writing kind of amateur. Man, I thought I had a good one. I'm sorry. No, it's not like, it's not caliber. Man, next time I'm doing a Mark Millar book. No, yeah. (laughs) Hey, those are hitting this. Uh, I I found it kind of amateurish, to be honest. Um, The art, the art's fine. Like, it's cartoony. I'm cool with it. But like. I especially like the art when it comes to the dog. Yes. Because the dog, yes. there's a lot of good visual humor with the All dog. All the stuff with the dog is fantastic. Um, yeah. And I like some of the character work, but to be honest, a lot of the characters 
uh, are written the same, and they use even the same dialogue and words that like, like let's say like I have like a catchphrase. Multiple people use the same words that normal people wouldn't use. Uh, so it kind of threw me off. So I found the writing kind of, kind of okay. Yeah, I mean I'll, I'll agree with that. There's a bit where like a character dies. But she gets bit on screen and then dies off screen. Yeah. Like the last time I see her is like, oh no, it's okay. And then, or oh like no, she's dead. The weird way that the they go to the car to save them at the end, the panels there don't quite make sense yeah. of what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, you mean when the, the dog is driving? Yes. Uh, all the characters, all the characters feel like they're kind of written in the in the way that's you know this is someone who would write their first like. Hey, let's make it in our garage zombie movie. They all sound like it's the same. That, it's that kind of quality of the writing of the characters, oh God, and it feels right. like we did this. It feels like it feels like that generic. It feels like in it like a, like a board game. Like this script. is my idea of how people talk. Like the guy gets shot in the leg, and then they're kind of talking like normal, not too concerned about the fact that he was shot in the yeah. leg. Yeah. Or Ruckus anything. and Forrest, like Ruckus, like the cow, like the like the hillbilly guy, <clears> and then yeah. Forrest, yeah. like they 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 sound very similar. The only thing is that Ruckus says zomboy. Yeah. Well, and though he says zomboy, and then the other one says zombo. Mm. Like they all and, sound similar to and me. And then, and then the like when the one girl gets bitten An- and Annalie? killed, Annalie? yeah, and and there's kind of a reaction to it, but not really. Like yeah. it's hard to invest in any of them having any stakes to it. So I really like the dog. That's I wish awesome. there was more of the dog. I was confused there wasn't more of the dog. Then I was upset there wasn't more of the dog. Yeah, and I agree. And uh, I like everything with the dog, but all the people are not written well. This yeah. book would have been a lot better if it was like entirely dog's perspective, and you like because you couldn't understand the people, you didn't hear the people talk. Oh, that's, like, that's that pizza dog. Yeah, I was about to say you the mean talk like, like four issues of like pizza dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but zombies. But zombies. That'd be cool. I would agree. I, I, I mean, like that's that. What this was actually because because all the all the characters talking, I just didn't care. Mm-hmm. And because it is a zombie book, like you have to do something really special for it not to like just be another zombie book. And it, hey, you know what? It does enough where you I'm know, like, okay. You know what I thought was really refreshing? I did like the cop. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. I that's did my like favorite part besides the dog. Oh, you yeah. know what I did find really refreshing? Hmm. Uh, that they call them zombies. Yeah, they know what they are. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I found that refreshing too. No, the I forgot. The cop is a great character. I wish the cop was a character in any zombie project. I really like the idea of this cop who's still who who's like gone insane and still treats everything. Like he's wearing his like his police on. helmet and he has a huge like dent like he got like brain damage. Yeah, and yeah. he's just like and he's stuck in cop mode. Yeah, and so <laughs> treats everything like it's still normal cop routine but but he's more aggressive about it because things are clearly and insane. The one the one scene where um where the lawyer lady, she's like, "Oh, you have to do all this stuff." Yeah, and she breaks re- his mind. Yeah, and he like he goes nuts cuz he can't remember the Miranda rights and she's like, "Yes, being a lawyer paid off." I'm like that's a little thing where I'm like, all right, that, that's cool. That works. Yeah, yeah, I really, I really like that stuff with the cop, yeah. and I really like the dog. But everybody else, I, I just didn't care when they were talking. Yeah, kinda. sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I like, the, uh, I like especially when the dog. Let's talk about you know just a panel that we like. Sparky. Um, I like when when the dog was flashing back to when he couldn't save his former owner. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but I also really like the payoff. It was just like, uh, I. The dog can't drive. He doesn't. He doesn't know how to drive. He's a dog, and then he drives a car. He can totally drive. The yeah. dog drives a damn car. I thought that was funny. Um, but you're right. The ending is really weird. How he gets riddled with bullets. That's my biggest problem. Because like, if okay, so like I I think the book's fine up to this point, and then like the dog, who's like the coolest thing in this book, dies. I'm like, oh cool. oh wow, that's like that's bold. Like they're actually doing something. One page later, he's back to life. Like it's no big deal. See, and I, to I, me, I'm just like eh. I uh, I'm kind of we talked about this before we recorded. Yeah. I'm, I'm a both minds here because I know Sparks you disagree to I don't that. like when dogs are killed and um, the thing is like nothing earned that death for me 
So because the I, book wasn't sure. strong enough, no, I so agree. if that is how it would have ended, I was like, but bringing them back like that that would have felt that alleviates any like, no, it does I tension. Agree. I agree with you too, but I just you shouldn't have ki- shot made it I, look like you were gonna kill the dog. It's like at all either because, option like, going that route's a bad idea to me. Yeah, yeah, because it uh, you didn't earn it, and I would have felt like it was cheap if the dog. This had is not died. I am legend, and uh, I mean like. <laughs> I would like the book less if the dog had stayed dead. Here's yeah. the thing: like I know what you're saying, yeah. but I just I don't. I Either way, that doesn't less work, because really. it wouldn't have meant anything, and I would have just been like, I just read a whole book just to watch a dog uh, get one, shot. One one minor aspect I do like is like whenever something bad happens, it's like the it's the uh, the icons from the board game. Oh, like, so it? when they're cold, it has a little frost symbol. When they get when the dog got shot three times, it has three attack. You things. know, I was wondering about that's that. A, that was interesting. I that, like that's that. the only thing that I think that's really I, cool. I've never played the board game, and I didn't know that was a yeah. thing. But that was cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess there's really not a whole lot we can say about I it. I think, I mean, I, I, I didn't hate it, but it's like, uh, I was kind of hoping, hoping for a little bit more. Sure. I think there was a neat premise and a neat idea, but it was not, uh, written or executed to its fullest by most means. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, I really like the ending with the dog and I, know I just did. really like the bit of, I just really like dogs, guys. <laughs> I really like dogs too, man. Um, I did too. Yeah. I, I, I wish this had been a better comic representation of a dog. I just saw my, I just saw my dog the other day. Uh, and she's she's so beautiful, and yeah. I miss her. Um, Your dog's not in this comic. No, Sorry. I'm crying thinking about my dog. There is something really <laughs> yeah. cool about like a dog with a sword in its mouth chopping up zombies. Like, that was it's that was legit, fun. It's a legit superhero dog. Yeah, there it's are super really fun. awesome things related to the dog, and there are really awesome ideas related to the cop. But yeah, there, but there's just just not the regular people. There. There's just not enough. Apart. There's a lot there. of there's there's a lot of like I said, good visual gags. Like there's a there's a gag where where they're like, okay, no, let's not run in until we know what's going on. The dog just bolts in yeah. and kills it, and they they kill a zombie. And uh, that dog really hates zombies. Yeah, that dog really hates zombies. Yeah. Um, and then there's there's a bit like, wait, we have a superhero dog. You go get her. Go get her. And he's just we have John turns. McClain the dog. <laughs> yeah, and the dog just turns turns back. <laughs> the 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 toxic yeah, thing, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Is, is this the is this the? Go ahead, sorry. I felt like they never did anything interesting with Forrest. Yeah, he's like, he he's a wacky like a character, character who was meant to be something more, and they didn't yeah. go yeah. there. Like I, I thought he was pretty funny uh, for for the most part, uh, but then I was like, oh, he he sounds just like Ruckus half the time. So I'm like, yeah. Uh, uh, what we someone said someone started to say something. Um, is this the only book in this? Is this like is this it? This is four issues. Looks like yeah. Okay. So you know. Enjoy it. Well, you got it. Yeah, Too gotcha. bad. Um, I would have liked to see more. I guess. Yeah. I, I wish it had been stronger. All right. Well, I guess that'll that'll do it for this. Hey Ben, what do you think? He loved it. Wait, what? You guys were talking to me? <laughs> I'm, oh no, I'm I was to you I, now. I was over here playing Mega Man. Uh, oh, the book. Yeah, sorry, I didn't read it. Don't lie. You have nothing in I'm your hand. <laughs> <laughs> He's playing it in his brain. I'm not gonna it's let you get away with that. <laughs> it's my invisible Nintendo Switch. He no. just sat here quietly listening to us the whole time. <laughs> Uh, staring blankly ahead. No, I'm staring at my cookie, wondering if I could eat it now. <laughs> All right, so next week it is Sparks. <gasps> yes, and you're doing Rising Stars uh, Volume Three. Oh, I was All gonna right. guess I'm, that. I'm Hell yeah, concluding it. Uh, there are there is uh, there are two more volumes technically of uh, ancillary stories, like prequel stories and spinoff side stories with different That's characters. Really? I am only focusing on the main issues, so Volume Three will be the last. Um, as a reminder, you guys 24? did not. Read the last issue of the I didn't last read volume. Volume two. So read that yeah. because that I really want to talk about that. I didn't talk about it last time because I really want to talk about that issue. It's one I'm of on my it. favorite issues in the whole thing. I'm on it. Uh, I'm excited. All right. Well, a couple of things to look forward to in the oh. coming weeks. Um, on Tuesday, we are dropping our anniversary episode. Woo! Wow. Two years. two years, guys. Two years of doing the show that nobody listens to. I don't commit um, to anything. This is amazing. And uh, also. I have a on good authority. Our blooper reel will be up as well. <gasps> Say what? So uh, you serious? Um, I'm, I I got a uh, I got a 
uh, I got a message that surprised me. Uh, it feels, uh, Jeremy, who was editing it, said, it feels very much like editing English Jackass, and I'm having a ball. That's fantastic. So, I love it. Uh, Did you just give him, like, 80 episodes to siphon through? Oh, no. I, I, I save all the all the stupid bits. Oh, right. That's right. That, all oh, the goofs boy. and whatnot, and I the just put and it gas. away, and, and then I give him all that. Nice. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, that should be fun. There's a lot of stuff that's just the first year of our show. Neat. So, you know. I love it. Um, also... Uh, next week is Incredibles two or E three or both. Oh man, oh, probably uh, both. Probably both. Hell it's yeah. good. Let's be honest. It's both. How do so, we not talk about E three uh, and there or Incredibles? If there isn't a lot of news next week outside of E three, our news section will be E three. Well, they're not dropping if any trailers. Too much news <laughs> outside of E three, then our topic will be E three, and our review special will be Incredibles two. Exactly. Yeah. I couldn't put it better myself. I love it. Um, also, this guys, is why you're on the show, Sparks. This is ni- this is this why? is why. Uh, it's the only reason. One of the reasons. He's a also, scheduler. Guys, this what? is episode ninety-eight. Two more weeks, and we got episode one hundred. Oh, we're old. We are. We, we two crossing the threshold, which this means we'll be doing a special episode and not a review of Jurassic World. That will also be a review special. Lots or of, the, lots the of specials week. this month, or just the next week. Uh, we can probably push that one to the next uh, week. Maybe we'll see. Um, I don't think <coughs> it's coming out the week after. Anything that we were, that's on our radar? Ooh, no. <laughs> Check the <laughs> calendar. Check the calendar, buddy. Um, all right, that'll do it for the show this week. Thank you to everyone who listens. Always Thank appreciate it. There you. is no show without you guys. Two years strong. Thank you to Jeremy Bellucci. Who does Mark our, Strong. Sure. Who does our uh, theme music. Also, during the 100th episode, I may be debuting some new uh, things. That things? Will be, uh, that things? will be going on for our uh, 100 onward. These Ooh. are a few of my favorite get, uh Get get pumped. Get hype. Um, the hype is real, yo. So he does our theme music and a lot of other collaborations, as you'll see going forward. Um, also, he does a show called Suburban Proctologist. Uh, you can find that on Facebook.com slash Suburban Proctologist Official. Instagram at Subproc Podcast. He does want to get an episode out soon, but they are slow burns because he is doing it all on his own. Unlike the show <coughs> where I have four <coughs> other people <coughs> to bounce yeah. off of. All on four? His own. Yeah, four other people? Well, he edits most of it. Oh, no, he does. Yeah. He, edits, he edits all of it. Yeah. And you help write it, right? I, I help him guide the scripts. Yeah. He's an executive producer. <laughs> Thank you to Louis Barreto. I'm an assistant. Assistant director. <laughs> Thank you to Louis Barreto, who, uh, for the time being, did our logo. Oh, uh, what? A little tease uh, for what's coming up. Uh, also, if you'd like to get involved with the show, please find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all at Fickner Podcast. Uh, guys at gmail.com. I'm at BT McClure. Did, did on Mason ever contact you about the uh, Deadpool thing? Remember that guy? Who yes, he did. Yes, he actually listens. Yeah, cool. Well, <laughs> he said he, he said he uh, skimmed it because he hadn't listened to his. Hey, solo uh, hey, yet. Uh, that's cool with me. Uh, actually, there's a good bit, uh, Mason. I'm having some financial difficulties. Uh, it will be out. Uh, we will send that to you uh, this week. So payday look out for that. Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> now everyone knows my pay schedule. Um, <laughs> you can find me on BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. You can find Ryan. Oh, DJ Tony Snark at everything. Ben. Ben Magnet 27 for everything. Sparks. DJ Tony Snark at every... Oh, yeah, you're bad. right. <laughs> um, Sparks Witty on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. S-P-A-R-K-Z Witty. There you go. You screwed up. <laughs> uh, and remember, guys, don't be a dick. I also said <laughs> cure today, so... You did. <laughs> yeah, don't be a dick. It's been a, it's been a day. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever podcasts to listen to. Uh, until next week, guys... Don't be a dick. <laughs> don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. <laughs> don't be a dick. <laughs>